and let's do this. Oh, that, that was a mistake. Don't don't do that. Don't do this. It's probably not a good idea. Do what? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll I'll call this comic timing extra point number sixteen. Uh, the last one I put out was in twenty sixteen, so it's been five years. But it was with this person anyway, uh, Chris. Yes, this this human being. We're in a room together in COVID times. We're, we're about six feet apart on the couch, so it's no, fine. Really no, not. no, we're, we're not. We're totally violating quarantine. Yeah. And I've already told him that if he gives me COVID, our friendship will be over. That, that's fair, and I and I respect that. Uh, I've I've been doing a good job, I think. I, mm, I, I don't think you're trying job. I don't see other human beings. I haven't touched another human being in ages. I stay home. I don't even order food because I don't want the delivery guy in my building. You were on the subway the other day. Well, yesterday, not even the yeah, other day. Yeah, y- yesterday, yeah. And, and I was on the subway to get masked. here. Yes, I, I, I was I was thoroughly impressed with the amount of the mass people when I was on it just now because there have been other times when I've been on it and I've had to move because the guy across from me was not, was not wearing a mask. New York. You're finally taking COVID seriously, just (laughs) as we're on the verge of the vaccine. Woo! Yeah! Ow! (laughs) I saw a sign that was like, I can train a dog faster than this. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're going to meander like we usually do uh, and talk about a bunch of different things. Uh, I'm sure eventually on the main show we'll talk more, but this is also acting as like my first release on the Patreon so uh, patreon.com slash comic timing for any of you who want to get this a little bit before it's released on the feed. I'm not going to delay it that much. It will be like five days at most. But uh, that's that's pretty much, you know, the exclusive for the small amount of people that are currently subscribed over at patreon.com slash comic timing. So, yeah, if you want to support me and the also the producing that I'm doing on Comic Geek Speak, then this is the easiest way to do it. So, yeah. Woo! Work is work. Yes. Compensate Ian for the work he does. Yes. He does good work. Buy my book. Buy my... I don't have a book. I'm sorry. You should have a book. Yeah. Oh, and I will announce on this episode that it's about 95% certain, and we will talk about this as well, just in general, that Jamal Eigel will sit his butt down and watch four hours of Zack Snyder's Justice League and discuss it on Comic Timing with as many Comic Timing regulars as possible, and we will dissect the hell out of that monstrosity. See, I'm just upset that because of COVID, we can't all gather together yeah. to watch this thing in one room. I know. And thus give HBO Max only one stream yes. instead of the eight or nine streams you're probably going to get. That's true. Yeah, that's that's very true. I mean, maybe just maybe we can work it out where at least we're, we're in the same room, uh, but like mm-hmm. otherwise, eh, we'll deal with it. I don't want a reward them for this yeah um, honestly i'd rather watch wonder woman 84 again yes which which, which both of us enjoyed yeah i, I you said you we, haven't really talked about it. I, I talked about it on cgs we did a full review episode of it and i mean i was one of i mean for the most part we actually all enjoyed it just some more than others um i i liked how campy and stupid it was like that's that that was my favorite part of it i didn't mind campy and stupid i yeah. didn't need campy and stupid yeah uh, I know people's problem. People have a variety of problems with Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. The body borrowing, let's yeah. call it, was controversial. Yes. I I know that people were talking about how the fact that Diana had sex with Steve while he was in this other man's body 
essentially constitutes rape. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I agree, but I also feel about it the same way I feel about an invisible jet. <laughs> it's not physically possible, yeah. but I'm not going to think about it. I, I, Wonder Woman probably <laughs> just raped a dude, but I'm not going to think about it. I know I've probably yeah. made somebody mad, but I, it's just... Just don't. I, I I go by Mystery Science Theater 3000 rules with this. You know, just repeat to yourself. It's just a show. We should really just relax. It, it's it's superhero physics. It, if, if it were happening in a comic book, I guarantee you. Worse has happened in the comics. Way worse way has happened worse. in the comics. All I have to do is say Carol Danvers. Superman and Big Barda were essentially in a porn together. Oh, God. In a canon comic book. Yeah. There's a lot of things we could bring up. I mean, you could talk about Psylocke having her body Oh, God. Switched. Yeah. She, she's back to being British, people. She is back to being British. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Back to being white, you mean? Yes. Back to being white and British. Yes. Let's, yes. let's correct. White British. Yes. Yes. Because yes. she's always British, even if she's right. in the Japanese body. You she's are right. She's still British. Yes. It's whether or she's white again. Yeah. Which I only prefer it because trying to explain to people why Captain Britain's twin fraternal twin sister is Asian is just not a conversation I want to have with people. And why there's somebody running around called Quanin that uh, she's dead. Well, yeah, but she also got better at least twice. Like it's did, com- did, she, did she? This is comics we're talking about. Yeah, I guarantee. I, I'm almost certain she came back at least once. I'm waiting for the well actually in the <laughs> because I have the issue where she yeah. died, and then I'm just like. Yeah, it was legacy virus, right? Yeah, she had legacy virus. Yeah. When she first showed up, they had the legacy virus, which means they had already baked it into the character that they were going to get rid of her. Right, exactly. Legacy virus was used to get rid of a lot of characters yeah. today. But like uh, going back to Wonder Woman 84, people had high expectations, I think because they were expecting something epic. Like they were expecting something, because the first movie in some ways was epic, but it was also joyful and fun and invigorating. I mean, the thing is, like, I liked Wonder Woman, the original, except for the final battle. Yeah. I mean, it's enough time that I don't think spoilers are really It's fine. So, yeah, spo- spoilers like, out there for both like, movies. This is it's a movie about how, you know, the, the war, the, the god of war, Ares, is trying to, like, start a war because that's what he feeds on. Right. He doesn't have to do much. Yeah. Because that's just the way humanity is. Mm-hmm. And Diana's trying to say, no, no, that's not what human beings are. Man is good. You know, man, man is kind and wonderful <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. When she defeats Ares, all the problems go away. Yeah. Even though they had just spent a good chunk of time talking about how it was just natural to man. It wasn't Ares. Right. And then, but yeah, when she defeated Ares, suddenly everybody was shaking hands and hugging <laughs> Um, and then, of course, her final battle with Ares was just the giant blue, glowy energy battle. Yeah. And that was where the movie fell down for me. I love the movie. Like, you think about the No Man's Land scene is great. Mm-hmm. The fact that the movie even touched on things like discrimination, like with the other troops, yeah. you know, being the wrong color and all that stuff. Right. You know, the, the fact that, you know, we had lesbian jokes in there. That was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. The fact that Steve and her, were, he was, like, extremely respectful of her. Yeah. Like, there was a lot that you just did not see in movies in general, not just superhero movies. Yeah. But, yeah, so, like, Wonder Woman 84, you figure it's going to have all of the things people actually liked about the first Wonder Woman. And it did. It had a little bit of goofiness. It had female solidarity. Mm -hmm. This is when you realize Diana is a terrible friend. (laughs) But that was kind of an interesting angle there is, like, whether or not she could be a good friend to uh, Minerva. That's her last name, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Cheetah. 
And, you know, and the thing is, like, Max Lord, who basically, I know a lot of people, this is a thing I've noticed with fans and comic adaptations, is that they decide things are bad Mm -hmm. because it doesn't match the comics. I think Raph called that the original sin of comics. Yes. Because, like, like, we all love, you know, and I say we, I mean Ian, I mean myself, I mean Raph, really love Iron Man 3, and we all love... The Mandarin. Raph has said he loves Service Letter. Yeah, I I stand by that decision. People are like, oh, it was a fake Mandarin. It was bullshit. But what I like about it is that Mandarin is very much in the vein of Fu Manchu. It's a super racist stereotype that you have no business putting in a movie in the 21st century. Although we're going to get a form of that now with the Shang-Chi movie and the Ten Rings being involved. Yeah, it's going to have to, they're going to have to walk a delicate line yeah. with that because again this is a character that was created during a different time when it was okay to demonize people of asian descent right. or you know and, and such yeah and by actually making that demonization and those stereotypes part of the character mm-hmm. that the idea of the mandarin was that was um what's his face killian yeah. was basically pulling in all these different things that scare the fuck out of white people mm-hmm. And combining them, creating a fake villain that right. took everything that scares people. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant. And also, you know, you can't go wrong with Ben Kingsley, you know. Sure. Like, actually getting to use, like, a little nice little, you know, accent and, and not, not be yeah. Asian for once, and, basically. And then getting his comic, com- com- comedic chops on, which we know he has, and yeah. doesn't really get to stretch nearly as yeah, often as Yeah, everything was a like. lot of fun with that. Yeah. I like the, the one shot. Right. But, uh, yeah, see, now I'm trying to get back on track. Like, I mean, yes, uh, Iron Man 3 and Wonder Woman 84 kind of reminded me in the same way Mm -hmm. how Wonder Woman 84 really wanted to subvert your expectations in that it's not really Max Lord. He's more Dr. Destiny than Max Lord. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of okay with that. But at the same time, they could have easily have had it just be Dr. Destiny or even have Max Lord be Dr. Destiny. Right. At the same time, though, they got the look down of Max, like, almost perfectly. Like, Like, he looked like he had jumped off the page of a Kevin Maguire drawing. Yeah, I mean, he was um, not really the same character. He's a different origin, basically. Yeah, but, right. I mean, he was an interesting character. He's just a guy who has spent his whole life being downtrodden, being the lower class. And gets nosebleeds. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, he gets all these this power that kind of just escalates out of control. It's yeah. interesting. Um, I know I read an editorial that did say there were some problematic things in the movie. Basically, their depiction of the Arab world straight oh, out of the 1980s yes uh, absolutely which i mean made sense for 80 an 84 movie yeah, but, but at the same time didn't have to be yeah it's not a movie made in 1984 right. just because it's set in 1984 doesn't mean we have to embrace i agree with 84 that. iconography yes if that's what's it. like all of iconography oh sure say. yeah because it's okay like we have a fight scene in a mall okay that's kind of goofy silly we all enjoyed it when they did it on stranger Fan- things fanny packs and you know yeah that kind of stuff is fine it's yeah. it's stupid but like it doesn't really detract from the movie yeah so it's fine but like borrowing things like cheesy stereotypes mm-hmm. it's just it wasn't it wasn't great and it really didn't add much to the movie like it could have been anywhere in the world you could have dropped this whole the whole thing with the rock i think the only reason they picked the middle east is one because they're mm-hmm. trying to evoke the 80s but also because of just like oil was also a big concern of the 1980s. You could say the stereotype was in there too with Minerva's character though, with Cheetah, that that she, you know, fit the bill of like the, you know, the nerdy, awkward girl who suddenly became super hot. She didn't even really become hot. She did take off her glasses, which is the biggest movie stereotype yeah, exactly. ever. Right. 
But she didn't really do anything. But the movie, I feel like the movie was really good at making it clear that it was more about her attitude Mm -hmm. than it was about how she actually looked. She reminded me of Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman in some ways. Yeah, it's kind of, it is a little bit cheesy. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. That I didn't mind. It's female empowerment. She beats the crap out of the rapist. It's pretty great. Like That kind of stuff is great. (laughs) Where the movie fell apart, I mean... I feel like a lot of people were mad, and here we are at the spoiler section, if you are actually <laughs> caring about Wonder Woman 84 spoilers at this point. Yeah. Is that... Um, at this point, you can't even see it for free on on HBO Max. you got to wait for it to be available digitally, so yeah. Yeah, it's a little annoying, because mm-hmm. I, again, I would have preferred to watch that again instead of watching the Snyder Cut, because oh, I do feel like I do need to watch, give the movie another shot like again yeah. i loved it but i kind of want to like re-obsess it after a sure few months. of course uh but the thing about the ending and this is where i think people get mad mm-hmm. is that people who actually liked the big glowy energy battle at the end of the first wonder woman yeah are disappointed because she doesn't punch her way to salvation in this movie are you saying that there's no big big beam beam in sky there's like... no be- there's no sky beam <laughs> there's no sky beam in this movie there is like Diana going, hey, everybody, you're better than this. Yeah. Don't be a dick. People are going to die. You know, blah, blah, blah. And everybody's just like, oh, okay. She buys the world a Coke. Yeah, she she basically, she teaches the world to sing in perfect harmony. Exactly. Which is a little cheesy. I don't love it, but I like it better than the alternative, which was either Big Glowy Skybeam, again. Yeah. I mean... Even if it's not a big glowy skybeam, the ends of most superhero movies follow the same kind of thing. Yeah. And then there was the ending we were all expecting because it's Max Lord and Wonder Woman where mm-hmm. she would snap his neck. And right. I thought, I fully thought that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. I would have been fine if that had happened. I'm glad it didn't. Yeah, I like, I'm glad it didn't happen because the thing is, and this can kind of segue into WandaVision if you mm-hmm. want to, is that when it's not an exact adaptation mm-hmm. of the comics, there's, it still has something to offer us. Well, what we I would still be surprised by it. What I would say is that it would it would venture way too far, way too close to Man of Steel if that was the case, because Man of Steel ends with a snap of the neck, and and you know that's essentially the end of the movie. Well, that's why they couldn't do it, and they shouldn't have done it with Man of Steel in I the first place. We've had this argument. Yes. I mean, sure, Jamal could go on for three hours <laughs> about how it was wrong. Yeah. Um, because the thing is, anybody who's read the comics, that was actually interesting. Is that uh, if, for those who have not read those comics, as I'm sure there's a few people, mm-hmm. was that uh, Max Lord had Superman under mind control, yeah. and Diana was fighting him. And the thing is, is that Kal El Clark is kind of strong, is stronger than her. She's very yeah. strong, but he is still stronger than her. There was no way she was going to win that fight. Like yeah. she had a broken wrist, if I remember yeah. correctly. Like she was all beat to shit. Mm-hmm. And she went to Max, and she's like, how, like, I think she used the last one, true. She's like, how do I stop this? How do I stop him? Mm-hmm. And Max says, kill me. So yeah. she snaps his neck. It's on TV. Yep. Both, Clark, you know, Clark realizes what she's done because he snaps out of the thing. Bruce is super judgy, like a oh, yeah. bitch. <laughs> yeah, the, the guy the guy who, you know, created Brother Eye and also had an entire dossier on all of his Justice League members that got stolen by Ra's al Ghul this and nearly killed everybody. This was all around everybody. the same time, too. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it was an interesting story. Yeah. I have no problem with it as a story. I think it's a good idea. It just makes me think Bruce Wayne is a asshole he can be at times yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but i like that was the setup for was it final crisis actually uh infinite crisis infinite crisis i yeah. can't tell any of the crisis <laughs> part at this point. the only reason i even remember that it's infinite crisis is because that was right when i was getting into podcasting yeah. Yeah. i have it somewhere in this apartment I oh have yeah a copy of that mm-hmm. but that was the comic and the thing is 
it would have been kind of neat to see that in a movie. Yeah. But to be surprised and to be like, hey, we're not going to go that way. We're not going to go violent. We're not going to copy Man of Steel. Right. It was kind of neat. Also, honestly, I don't think you can do that in the movie unless you already had a plan for where this is going. Yeah. Like Marvel in the past, what are we at now? 13 years? Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, we were we were at that Comic-Con when they revealed the, the, the Iron Man Yeah, footage. well, but it was 2008. Uh, that 2008 is when Iron Man came out. Yeah, 2007 we saw the footage. So, yeah, so yeah we were at yeah. – it was at – uh, if San Diego Comic Con, I wanted to go to the Disney panel. Yes, and because we were already in the room, we were like, "Eh, we'll stay for the Marvel right. panel." Yeah, everybody lost their goddamn minds when <laughs> we saw the footage from Iron Man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's the first and last time I've ever been there for a major Comic Con <laughs> event. I'm never going to be at one of these big reveals ever again. Yeah, well, because I, I remember in '09 you tried to get into Hall H for a panel, and we wanted to go to the Disney another Disney panel. Yeah. And we only got into Tim Burton and I had a sunburn and I was like, I'm leaving. Screw this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I had, I had a really bad sunburn because of that. Hall H sunburn. I call Ugh. it. Yeah. Hall H is garbage. Like it just needs to stop. Yes, it is. But, uh, going back to, it's been, well, yeah, Iron Man came out 2008. Yeah. And then Iron Man. And then two months later you had Hulk. And then the next year was Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. And you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. But, we were talk me and Ian were talking about this a little bit before about how Marvel didn't always have a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Like the fact they didn't know what they were gonna do with Shield. Yeah. Because but- you had Colson always being like a strategic homeland, you know, <laughs> and it's like, oh, we'll work on that. I mean Nick Fury was a last second edition. Like, you know, that 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 whole last scene that, you know, changed the face of Marvel forever and at the Avengers initiative, like that was a last second decision to even include that. Yeah, it was. They didn't have a long term plan, but you, the thing is, what I like is that they adapted quickly. Kevin Feige obviously is like yeah. the big driving force, but right? They adapted quickly, they figured things out, and they retconned like hell. Mm-hmm. And it's fine. Like when you watch the first few movies, you notice, yeah. but it's not as bad as trying to watch all of the DC movies. Oh my god, because they don't they don't fit. Together. Well, even even I mean, perfect example since we're talking Wonder Woman. Um, the Wonder Woman that we see in Zack Snyder's, you know, Batman v Superman, and hell, even Justice League, is not necessarily the same Wonder Woman that we see in Patty Jenkins' movies. There's character beats that are there, but at the same time, I feel like the, the personalities don't quite they, line up. I mean, it's a little annoying to show us Diana in 1984. First yeah. we show her World War One, and then it's like, oh, well, she didn't really do anything mm-hmm. for the next, like, 60 to 70 years. Yeah. And then they have this 1984 adventure, and then the next time we see her is in Batman v Superman. Right. And the problem with that is I feel like Diana from the orig- the first Wonder Woman movie and Batman v Superman Diana are somewhat in sync because mm-hmm. here's someone who never got over Steve, which in itself is a problematic <laughs> thing. Like, like you couldn't get over this dude. Right. Decades later, you're yeah. still kind of pining for him. That's just sad. Like, right. It's a, you know, the there's fish in the sea, you mm-hmm. know, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe she just really liked that Steve Trevor dick. I don't know. Zack Snyder also originally, like, I remember seeing the original image, like, before they, before Patty Jenkins came on to Wonder Woman, and they decided to have it in World War One. I. I think the original image that we see on, you know, on her table of her is from like the 1800s or something like that, with like an, with like an Indian chief and like a whole bunch of others, oh, that and like, bad. yeah, it would have been like a completely different experience. Yeah. 
then when they started filming Wonder Woman and they, you know, superimposed the, you know, the World War One guys in there. Yeah, it was, it's, it's weird, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, it doesn't quite sync up because you're saying there's beats, but it's different. Yeah. But it's also like, I'm sorry, but a character in 70 to 80 years should have some character I agree with growth. You. It doesn't I agree with you. matter, yeah. you know, that, oh, well, we haven't seen that many movies. Like, yeah. They, that's one thing that I feel like the DC movies haven't quite figured out is that right. you have to have character growth. None of the characters have had character growth. Yeah. And, and I mean, like, although I say that I enjoyed Wonder Woman 84, it's far from a perfect movie. Yeah. And, and there are beats like that that I wish didn't come across as stilted. The character itself really is better than that. Essentially, of just been like going about her business lovesick for you know, like 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 you're yeah, saying. Yeah, there's too much of the plot hangs on her infatuation with Steve, on yeah. Steve coming back, and it's just kind of dull. I mean, there's a power in her giving up Steve, mm-hmm. though that that part made me angry, not because she <laughs> gave up Steve, but because they used the freaking music from Sunshine. Oh god. So they couldn't even get an original piece of music. They're like, <sighs> no, we're gonna use this beat from this other movie that we hope nobody has seen. You know, it's just... Well Zibber did the soundtrack, I think, if I remember correctly. For Sunshine? No, for uh yeah. I, I'm no, no, sure. no. That was uh I wanna say Clint Mansell. Oh, okay. Or Mantell. Okay. I'm having I'm having a brain fart now. No, it's fine. I've, I have a phone. I can look these things up. Yeah, exactly, right? But I mean, yeah, the the, the musical cue was not earned either way. Um which a lot of movies fall into those 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 trappings of like, you know, using previous score when they haven't quite used it. They haven't quite earned it. Um I actually think a perfect example of that is uh you know, Joss Whedon's version of Justice League. It's not Clint. It was John Murphy. Okay, got it. John I can't, Murphy. I don't know why. I, I think it's because uh, Clint did the music for a Requiem for a Dream that mm-hmm. gets used oh, in, like yeah. everywhere else. Lux Eterna. Got it. Like one of the other most <laughs> overused pieces of music. Yeah. It's just It just felt cheap. It's almost like uh, we couldn't be bothered to compose original music yeah. for this scene. What I was going to say, though, is that uh, um, it reminds me of the Superman music sting in Whedon's version of Justice League, mm. where, like, suddenly we get the bam, 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 and I don't think this version of Superman has ever been bam, 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 bam. like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't why, work. Why would you want to remind people of a movie that's better than the one we're watching now? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's probably the biggest problem right. with it, is unless you are confident that this movie is better than the one you're referencing, yeah. Like it doesn't, it doesn't work. I mean, it doesn't in general. Yeah. When we watch things like the Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover, mm-hmm. part of if it was worse than the shows it was referencing, we yeah. wouldn't be as thrilled by it. Oh, sure. It would be painful. It would seem cheap and derivative. Right. But because they were incorporating all these things that were kind of bad, mm-hmm. and they, they elevated <laughs> them a little bit, and it was nice. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I mean, like, even including, you know. Shows like the freaking Birds of Prey show and uh, Smallville in there, uh, you know, that's not the point. Um, <laughs> You're never going to let that one go. Never, ever, ever. Smallville is such an interesting example because it's like, it doesn't have a reputation for being good, yeah. but it was around so long that it has this, it's, it's it, pro, lives it's rent, it lives rent-free in your brain. Yeah, and that was originally pitched, you know, before they decided to make it a Superman show, it was going to be a Bruce Wayne show. The, the original planning, and then they were told they couldn't use Batman, and they're like, 
I mean, I guess we can make a Superman. They were, I also had read they were planning to have Bruce Wayne That's on also Smallville true. Yeah, and, and that uh, Oliver basically took that, that spot. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's annoying. Which I is mean, hilarious because what's their history is that Green Green Arrow was a ripoff of Batman. Yeah, the protectiveness that DC has about Batman, yeah. which is kind of laughable now at this point <laughs> when know. you look at what they're actually using the character for. And now there's going to be like three bit movie Batman running around, like... Uh, I mean, last I heard, uh, if they make this Flashpoint movie, which it looks like they're going to, you're going to get Michael Keaton Batman, you're going to get Ben Affleck Batman, and then over in a separately different universe in a separately different movie, you're getting Robert Pattinson Batman. All around the same time, you got a Joker in his own movie, you got, in Zack Snyder's you know, Justice League, you're going to get a reference to the Leto Joker and him showing up. All I want, and I know I, I tweeted this, it was because uh, Jamal had mentioned he wanted to see Michael Keaton play Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. And I said, all you need is David Masseus to play Terry. You cowards. He would be excellent. <laughs> He'd I be know fantastic. People love to hate on Gotham. Yeah. I mean, me and Ian have been pretty open about the fact that we love that stupid show. Oh my god. It got really yeah. stupid sometimes. Oh, but, but it, it was, was so stupid in all the right ways. It was it was it was Batman stupid. It was the way a Batman show should be. Now that I think about it actually, I could compare Gotham to Wonder Woman 84 in my love for it that it's stupid in all the right ways. Like it's, it understood the comics. Yes, exactly. And and like to me, Wonder Woman eighty four feels like a Wonder Woman comic book. And Wonder Woman itself doesn't exactly have that rep- reputation for the most part of being like uber serious and like Wonder Woman is a character created by a psychiatrist who was in a poly relationship with two women, yeah. based the character off those two women, yep. which is why she has, like, metal armbands on, mm-hmm. and why every issue seems to involve tying someone up, yep. which they called him out on after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, and then he was like, look over there, squirrel. <laughs> I mean, I, I gotta admire the dude. It's, you know... Before, before, before we move on to things we actually enjoy... Uh, but I enjoyed Wonder Woman. No, no I know that. I know that. No, 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 no. I'm saying because we're going to talk about Zack Snyder Justice League. For oh, you here. monster! Um, but I, ha- I have to bring up specifically the marketing for Zack Snyder's Justice League. We live in a society. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! Uh, oh, and I heard it was secret cause. He he is in love with Hallelujah way too much. And Specifically, the Cohen, the original. Yeah, Cohen the original, version. the original Cohen version, which has the worst vocals. Period. I hate that version. I don't even think I like the song that much because everyone says the Jeff Buckley version is the best. I don't even like the Jeff Buckley version. No, I like the Rufus Wainwright version. Yeah, I was going to say, which means I should be burning in hell because it's <laughs> Rufus Wainwright. I, I mean, what, what? Come on, that's Loudon Wainwright, Wainwright the Third's kid. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's just Shrek kind of gave it a warm fuzzy Maybe. spot in my in my heart. It's possible. Like just like I'm a believer is a song I like only because of Shrek. <laughs> but like. The first, I'd say, three trailers we got for this, quote-unquote trailers we got for this, were all in black and white in what looked like 4-3, because you pointed out to me before we were recording, it's an IMAX format It's for an some IMAX fucking format. Reason. Just for the record, we yeah. are aware that it is not actually 4-3. It is 166 yeah. or something like that. You can correct me. I don't care. But guess what? On a 16-9 widescreen TV... It's essentially 4-3. Exactly. 
Yeah. And the thing is, like, it made sense if the Snyder Cut was going to theaters, but it is not. Exactly. And never really was, yeah. to be honest. It was, they're doing it because they can kind of just dump it on HBO Max. We yeah. don't need an IMAX cut on HBO Max. We just need a regular widescreen format. Exactly. And if this is the version that we're going to get, if it's going to be in this 4.3 format for no freaking reason... I'm going to be really, really annoyed that I just bought a new 4K TV and I'm watching something in freaking 4.3. Honestly, the best way to sell it would be to offer you your choice if you want to watch yes. the 166 or you want to watch it in exactly. one screen. So it's the same way with Disney Plus and The Simpsons. Yeah, they do let you choose now. They do, they? yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, now you get the jokes as they were meant to be seen. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so Snyder Cut. First off, you almost made me laugh when you mentioned black and white, because, uh, I mean, I know that as we're recording, this is actually uh, President's Day. Yes. That some of the country is getting snowstorms. It's supposed to rain here in New York. We're actually yeah. getting off light this time around. Yeah. But... Like, the snow that we got last week was so crazy that people were posting, like, hi, this is a photo of outside. It's a color photo. <laughs> and then you, the reason I almost laughed just now, because I was like, oh, yeah, when the world looked like a Zack Snyder film. <laughs> <laughs> Especially since now that we've gotten a quote-unquote color version of the trailer, and it's still all brown. Yeah, I I hate... That's not even just Zack Snyder. That's yeah. a thing that movies have been doing for a while. Right. Like, I know people were comparing old Zelda games to, like, the Wii era games, like oh, Twilight wow. Princess, which were brown, brown, mm-hmm. and brown. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, listen. That's not... I, wrong I, wrong, I, I, wrong I, game. I, I know, sorry. Fake geek nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say guy. I meant to say guy, and I said geek, geek nerd. I, I highly appreciate that, though. Yeah, please, please fake, continue. Fake geek boy, fake, fake geek man. Fake, fake geek human. <laughs> yeah. Fake geek homo sapien. That, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I'll completely take it. But yeah, I mean, the the aesthetic kind of, it. I don't want to say kind of, it just does piss me off. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about it is when you consider that it was, was it Justice League that had him beating up, Batman beating up people in a bunker? Mm, wait, in a bunker? In, th- in the Middle East? No, that, desert? that was uh, BVS. Oh, that was BVS. Yeah, that was BVS. Yeah. That's problem number one is I yeah. can't even remember which movie was which. BBS had the future scenes, which is why Zack Snyder was so quote unquote upset when his when Whedon's version came out and there was no future shit whatsoever. Like he excised everything from that because I don't think it ever made any sense, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, because I wanna point out that a lot of going to the other side of things, Age of Ultron had a lot of scenes cut out dealing with Ragnarok. And the thing is, those actually really didn't pan out. Funny enough, who, who directed Age of Ultron? Uh, oh, yeah, Whedon again. <laughs> yeah, he, he cut out some, but not all of the scenes, though. Yeah. Honestly, you should have just taken them all out because they added nothing. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. At this point, I can't wait for Zack Snyder's Justice League to be out because then it will have been out. We won't have to listen to release the Snyder cut anymore. Exactly. Then we're just going to have to listen to Give Zack Snyder Another Justice League Movie, which uh, will continue to be shouted even though Zack Snyder himself has already stated that DC has no interest whatsoever in having another movie with them. Yeah, I mean, they're making money. That's, I mean, that's a problem, but I think we've reached the point where a movie can't just be financially successful I anymore. I agree, yes. Because they've seen, um, they're actually getting better about playing the long game. Yeah. Like, 
uh, DC tried to rush things. When oh, yeah. they saw that Marvel was doing really well, they tried to emulate it. Because let's remember that the Snyderverse isn't even the first attempt. Like, they tried to do Green Lantern. Yeah. They have, what, Angela Bassett as, as mm-hmm. uh, Amanda Waller? Or even going further back, uh, Superman Returns, and then that aborted Batman v Superman movie that, yeah. that almost happened around the time that we, that was it, I Am Legend was coming out? Because I remember that there was a oh, billboard okay. in the, in the uh, Times yeah, Square. Yeah, I remember what you're talking yeah. about. Now. It took me a second. Yeah. Yeah, they've been trying to do Batman v Superman, and it was going to have, like, Army Hammer. Uh, yeah, well, that that was the Justice League. That was I the... hear Martha laughing somewhere. <laughs> Ian's girlfriend is obsessed with Army Hammer the Cannibal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, weird things have happened in the last year. That's easily the weirdest? No, it's not. Okay, That's it's, nothing. It's, it's one of the weirdest. Unless they found, like, bones in the guy's basement. Yeah. I don't care if he's really bad at sex chat. I just I just really want the guy who did actual cannibal, Shia LaBeouf, to do an actual cannibal. Rob Cantor. Ar- yeah. yeah, thank you. Rob Cantor to do actual cannibal Army Hammer. Yeah, I don't... I mean, if unless people have been hurt by Army Hammer, that is, like, the least of my concerns. Like, yeah. since we mentioned Joss Whedon, I'm more concerned yeah. about that. Uh, yeah, don't let uh, don't let Joss Whedon near another movie. And, and, I mean, you know, yet again, like, who would have thought maybe two months ago that Zack Snyder would have more clout than Joss Whedon? Not clout. Uh, not necessarily the word you want to use there. I guess... Uh, Respect. Um, I, 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 prestige. Prestige. Or, prestige is probably closest. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. even now, this you know this new HBO show that Whedon started... Oh my God, I ...is coming out that. soon. Um, and he's he's off the project, obviously. Like, I think he worked on half of it. And then now he's no longer showrunner. And I don't, even think, I don't even think he's really involved outside of executive producing now. Yeah, no, he's... I mean, the thing is, I guess we're moving on to the subject, but we'll, yeah. I'll keep this brief. We're everywhere. <laughs> that Joss Whedon, first of all, this is not new yeah. to a lot of people. I have seen there are people who love Joss Whedon, and now they're devastated. The yeah. thing is, though, is that I've been hearing these talk, these rumors, mm-hmm. since Charisma Carpenter was fired. Yeah. Because, like, even just the way she was written off the show, you could tell there was bad blood. There. Oh, yeah. Like, something was severely wrong right. with the way they treated her. Like, she showed up, like, pregnant with the demon zombie baby that was played yeah. by Gina Torres. Yep. And then she went into a coma. And then, like, the one time she came back, she was still in the coma. And then she, like, died in her sleep overnight or whatever. Yeah. Like, she died off camera. She got Gucci you know, went back to his home planet. I mean, I, the thing is, like, Cordelia was a great character until that moment. Like, yeah. they tanked the character so much towards the end. Yep. Um, but, yeah, but then, of course, all, now all of the other actresses that have worked with Joss have been like, yeah, it's it's true. He's he's a dick. Yeah. I, I hate him, you know? Which just says to me that Justice League itself is just a cursed movie. And I I mean, look, from, from, from everything I've heard about the people who worked on it, you know, under Zack... Like they were at least enjoying themselves for the most part, and I'm I'm happy to hear that more than anything else. Like you know, Joss Whedon's version had it had a toxic work environment. From the sounds of things, Zach's didn't. And there's plenty of people who enjoy working with Zack Snyder. I just, and I mean, yeah, I'm coming from, from as a person who just never really enjoyed his movies that much. So yeah, there's tons of people out there that do. I'm glad you do. I really, really am. I just really would also like you to stop talking about how much you enjoy Zack Snyder's movies. So I can stop talking about, which I pretty much have up until, you know, the new one got announced, you know, the Zack Snyder, you know, Justice League got announced that I dislike his stuff because I thought we were done with this. 
<laughs> I really did. And now we're soon we will be. We'll talk about whether or not it was a better version than than the original, and then we'll move forward and we'll get these single movies that seem to be where Justice League is heading, or at least the DC universe is heading more than anything else. Um, we'll get a Flash movie. We'll get another Wonder Woman. We'll get the next Shazam movie. We're going to get a Black Adam movie with The Rock, finally. Been talking about that for the last oh, 10 yeah. years. Like, I feel like longer. I think ever since The Rock became famous, people have been floating that around. Yeah, and, yeah. and this new Suicide Squad movie uh, that, uh, t- that James Gunn is doing, um, that sort of a sequel to the last Suicide Squad, but also sort of not. We're going to pretend that movie didn't happen, just like with Birds of Prey, where we kind of pretended those other movies didn't really happen yeah some of the actors are the same but that's about it yeah yeah so though i wanted to look up on my phone because i mentioned not on this podcast but to ian uh michelle trachtenberg made a an instagram post with a caption and i i did get this wrong yeah. i think she was talking about herself she said there was a rule saying he's not allowed a ro- in a room alone with michelle again oh dear I mean, we're presuming he mean Michelle Trachtenberg means herself, yes. but mind you, that could also easily be Sarah Michelle Geller for all we know. But, right. I mean, think about the horror inherent in the word again. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I mean, you know, times have changed, but there's still a lot of scumbags out there. It's It's going to take a while to weed them all out. And it's mostly because a lot of this stuff was known. I mean, we talk about Me Too like it was some big reckoning. Yeah. But a lot of these people were already known to be creeps. Mm -hmm. Like, Harvey Weinstein was infamously, like, you know, bad. Right. I know, you know, people love the shit on Seth Seth MacFarlane, but Seth MacFarlane would make jokes about it all the time. What about Brett Ratner? And uh, and also, uh, for that matter, uh, uh, Brian Singer. Yeah, Brian Singer, like, that has been known for a while. Uh Obviously, Bill Cosby was known for a while because I know like people oh, yeah. were pointing out how like Hannibal Buress would make jokes about it, yeah, like twenty years ago, yeah. So none of this was really a surprise. It's just we finally had the reckoning we've been waiting for for years, and right. Joss Whedon finally got his, yeah. And for me, I've grown up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. I, I liked Firefly, but not as much as other people do. Firefly Doll- is when I kind of the- fell off the Joss yeah. train. Dollhouse didn't really have much Joss influence by the time uh, the second season rolled around. I know his his brother worked on it a lot more than he yeah, did. Uh, Firefly, uh, sorry, uh, Dollhouse was mixed for yeah. me because... I think it had a good concept, but I think they weren't patient to kind of let the concept play itself out. Agreed. But the concept was also problematic. I use that word, you know, because <laughs> it is, since going back to Wonder Woman 84, it is body borrowing. Yes, again. it is. Yeah. The thing, I mean, of course, with Dollhouse, they kind of signed up for this, but, you know, let's, I don't really want to relitigate no, Dollhouse right no, now. No, that's fine. Yeah. But I mean, I do want to say, like, a lot of people are crushed that Joss Whedon turned out to be a bad person, but. Anybody who's been paying attention could see this stuff even in his exactly. work. Exactly. Because he, like, a lot of, like, again, if the premise of Dollhouse was, like, to borrow bodies, usually women's bodies. Right. Or you look at the fact that the core uh, the core conceit of Buffy, like, what you find out by the end is that the Slayer exists because a bunch of old men wizards, like, <laughs> basically... St- shoved power into the body of this teenage girl like there's always been he's always been about female empowerment but there's always like a whiff of violation about it Mm -hmm. in fact now that i think about it yeah firefly oh yeah yeah no that's that's yeah it's yeah we could talk about joss whedon's 
problematic, you know. Until the end of days, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah, Joss Whedon should not be allowed near superhero movies. It's interesting to me that it's only out of Justice League we hear these stories, not the Avengers. Not the Avengers, yeah. But at the same time... There might be things that we just don't know. This might be things we don't know. There might be gag orders. Also, there are no black men. That's true. Yeah. And mind you, even... I don't know if Scarlett Johansson will ever come out and say something, but you have to think about the fact that he wrote a line like Mewling Quim, mm. which in the U.S., we don't not think anything of it because those aren't really... Quim is not really a word we use in the United States, but anybody over in, you know, any Brits listening to this probably cringed when I just said that. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I barely have, have even heard that term before, to be entirely honest. I, I figured, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vajuju. Uh, but the well, there's, yeah. there's more to it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but it's uh, in the end, Zach's. You know, Joss Whedon's over in the corner. Don't, don't, don't look at him. Don't say anything to him. Just let him sit in the corner and don't give him any more work for a while. Zack Snyder can go ahead and do whatever the hell he wants after this. And anybody who wants to follow him, please. Go right ahead. Continue to enjoy his movies. I'm more power to you. I'm only reporting on this movie because of the sake of podcasting, and because, because I want to laugh at Jamal, and because I want to laugh at Jamal. I yes, I do. Uh, no, I, mean, I, 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 what, I love you, Jamal. I serious. What's really kind of trouble? Like, look, as long as if they want to give Zack Snyder more projects just to dump them on HBO Max. I don't care. Yeah. I already have the HBO Max subscription because yeah. I have it through my cable uh, subscription. <laughs> I'm so glad we're getting Peacemaker, by the way, talking about like HBO Max. That would be like, That's going to be awesome. But it's like, I don't care about the DC stuff on D- on HBO Max. I haven't actually seen Doom Patrol, but I will get around to it eventually. Harley Quinn is excellent, too. Yeah, yeah. I can watch all that stuff. Yeah. But I mostly use HBO Max. Like I've been watching the TNT shows. I've been mm-hmm. watching The Alienist. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I missed the boat on this the first time around. Let's watch that. Yeah. And you know, I can watch new movies like the the Black Messiah movie that just came right, out. I'm exactly. like really excited about watching that. Yeah. So if they want to throw good money literally into a well at this point, I say literally, <laughs> even though I mean figuratively. But yeah. They could literally throw it into a well. It doesn't matter. Sure. They're not... I don't really think they're going to get a lot of new subscriptions out of this. I mean, they're they're going to with Suicide Squad. I guarantee you. I feel like the audience for those things already has the HBO Max subscription. Fair, fair. And if they're not subscribed, they were going to pirate it anyway. Because <laughs> that's, that's the other thing, is I love when people say things like, uh, cancel Disney Plus was a hashtag going around yeah. because of the Gina Carano thing. Right. And it's like, what do you want to bet that most of the people tweeting that don't even have... Have their own Disney Plus account. That's very true. I mean, I, I myself, my, 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 my HBO Max is, you know, mostly not mostly. It's due to my my mother's cable subscription, and my Disney Plus is shared with other people. Yeah, you know, I, because, I, I like, use your Disney Plus account yeah, even exactly because you know every every single person has a login exchange program with someone they know. <laughs> like that happens. Yeah, it's just. I mean, it's just more efficient. Yeah. Um, I I think it's hilarious how people spent years talking about how they wanted a la carte cable. Yeah. And now technically that's what we have with streaming services, and people still don't want to pay for it. Mm. So I'm like, hi, you are all full of shit. <laughs> By the way, last last words on on Justice League because I'm curious what what your thoughts on this were. Original reports before they decided to just say it was going to be a movie was that it was going to be a miniseries. It says it is four hours. That they were going to cut it up into you know hour long chunks and then you know release it as a miniseries. 
prefer it that way, or would you rather just have it as a damn movie? I don't. I mean, unless there's a natural break where mm-hmm. they can cut it without feeling like it's like when there's a BBC show on like the Sci-Fi Channel yeah. and they have to cut it for American commercial breaks. Oh God. But it's cut completely badly because that's not how BBC works. Like, like any Doctor Who episode? Yeah, that's what I mean, specifically <laughs> Doctor Who. Yeah. But even, like, BBC America still is kind of wonky. Because, mm-hmm. again, Doctor Who is not built for American commercial breaks. Right. Uh, so if they wanted to cut it up and they could find a natural place to kind of snap it off, mm-hmm. I, I could see breaking it up in the four or even two, not because... I want them to release it week after week because yeah. I am not, I do not care oh, enough. No, definitely. Not. This isn't a TV show. Let's be honest. TV shows and movies are still distinctly different things. Yeah. But if there was a nice breaking point, right, like around the two hour mark, mm-hmm. so you can have the option of like pausing it and going to take a pee, getting some <laughs> dinner. Yeah. Like if you just want to take a break, it'd be nice if there was a natural, if there was a point in the movie where it might even say, like, end part one, and then you know you can pause it. Which reminds me of the fact that I've still yet to watch the miniseries version of The Hateful Eight on Netflix. Oh, yeah, I should check that out. Yeah, because, I mean, when we saw it, we saw the Roadshow version. Yeah, we saw uh, the Roadshow, we saw the 70 millimeter. Yeah, which was which was amazing, but it had an actual intermission built into it, where, you, you know, you went, you, you took your pee, you came back, and then you watched the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um Thank God this is an HBO Max experience where you get to do that, your, you know, whatever you feel yeah, like you need to. Yeah, but the thing is, we've watched movies and TV shows where we pause and someone else in the room is like, what are you doing? This is this part, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, I get annoyed that even though, like, we don't have commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Because we don't have commercial breaks, we don't have natural breaking points. Right. Like, if I really need to take a pee, I can't hold it. Because I don't know where the natural points are. Mm-hmm. When you have something designed for commercial breaks, commercial comes up, you go and you run to the bathroom. Right. If you're watching it on DVR, commercial comes up, you pause it, you run to the bathroom. Like mm-hmm. you at least know that's where you can take a break. Yeah. So I, I I do kind of I would hope that they would put some road markers into the movie <laughs> so you know like if you want to stop it now, this is a good place to stop. So four hours is a long chunk of time. Oh yeah, I can't see a lot of people wanting to watch all four hours at the same time. It's actually one of my favorite things about, like, say for example, Hulu shows is that they have to build in the commercial breaks for people who have, you know, commercialed Hulu. Yeah, um, <laughs> they still are bad at cutting them in. Sometimes I've seen yeah. shows where it's obvious where the commercial's supposed to be, and then they don't put the commercial there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, pull my hair. <laughs> Archer does that sometimes. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, that's annoying. It's not even a long show, and sometimes the commercial breaks are in the worst places. Yeah. Well, you know, it, it, it'll be out in March, and when it does happen, we'll have a comic timing about it. And uh, I think I'm going to, I think I might actually just do it as a Zoom. Uh, that way I can release the YouTube of it also, so we can actually watch the pain. And we can, like, we can pause so we can see the moment that Jamal Igel's heart breaks oh, right, right on. Uh, you're so mean to no, you. no, 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 no. Okay. Hey, he's agreeing to it. I'm probably going to buy him bourbon. It's fine. It's all fine. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, I mean, I think my when I saw Justice League for the first time, my comment was, well, that's a movie. I remember that. I remember yeah, that I exact like, thing. That was a movie. It was a movie. That happened. Yeah. yeah. And I think this one, after we see it, is going to be like, huh, so that's how it was supposed to be. And probably whether it, not what, an improvement. I guarantee yeah. you it's probably not going to be worse or better, just different. I mean, the redesign on Steppenwolf, to me, like, he went from looking like a CGI disaster to looking like a pincushion. So, you know, that's that's a thing. CG and other computer modeling techniques really ruined character design. I agree with you. 
this came up uh, because of Star Trek. Mm. Like, when you look at, like, people complain about the new design of the Klingons. Yeah. And the problem I have is they're over-designed. Oh, yeah. Like, biologically, it makes a lot less sense. It never made sense <laughs> in the past, but every new alien species that Star Trek introduces, they have, like, more elaborate prosthetics yeah. or CG. And, and I don't think they're consulting with biologists about whether any of this makes no, sense. they're not. Like, yes, they old makeup jobs were always kind of cheap. It was just like, let's put something on that person's nose, and mm-hmm. now they're an alien. Yeah. But I think we've reached the point where it's just absolutely ridiculous. And the costumes suck, too. Yeah. The Klingons have all these spikes everywhere, <laughs> and everything looks so uncomfortable. You know, but Steppenwolf fun- was that kind of design. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I, I, the version of Dark Side that, like, we've kind of seen because the trailers have sucked so bad um looks like a version of dark side which you know that's fine yeah at Um, least they're we've reached the point where superhero media has gotten more comfortable with the comics that they're based on yeah because we all remember how x-men the movies you know, made jokes about the blue and gold costumes, and you were never going to see them in the blue and gold costumes. Yeah. And eventually we did, though they were movieized. Yeah. And, of course, now, I mean, this can probably segue us into another subject, is mm-hmm. how apparently Joss Whedon told Elizabeth Olsen how she would never wear the Scarlet Witch costume. Ta-da! Uh, yeah. <laughs> speaking of spoilers, um, there's no way in hell we're going to be spoiler-free when discussing the first six episodes of, of WandaVision. It's kind of impossible yeah. to talk about it, except in very, very general terms that are not interesting at all to anyone. Yeah, well, and, and we are definitely going to have another episode, whether it be a main CT or another extra point like this, when WandaVision con- concludes, because we're going to have to talk about everything once it's all there. Also, since you mentioned Star Trek, we still have to talk Star Trek at some point. We'll do that. Well, you wanted to get Raph on. Yeah, I know, exactly. Asking Raph's opinion about season three of Discovery good, bad, or. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually kind of fall closer to good, but that's uh, with some some hiccups. With with a big asterisk after it. Exactly. Um, But with with WandaVision, um, she wears the outfit. That's number one. She looks amazing in it because she looks amazing in everything. Um, Elizabeth Olsen yeah. looks amazing in everything. Oh yeah, she she's a, she is she is a she is a lovely person with a very attractive face. That's what I would say about her. What about her sisters? Uh, they're the Olsen twins. Um, <laughs> I, I've never really been an Olsen twins fan. They're so I very can't really... skinny, and I have heard that they might have been anorexic, and that might be the reason for That's it. That's very so possible. So I'm not body shaming no, them. No, not at but all. But I've always found it, like, I've always worried about their looks, yeah. if that makes sense. She's never really had that issue. Well, uh, she didn't, She doesn't have millions of dollars like her sisters do. Well, I'm sure she does now, but... Maybe, I don't know. You know, I mean, it, it depends on how much money she's making off of the, off the, off the Avengers movies and and this. that's an interesting that's an interesting thing that's the first thing to talk about and yeah. this is mostly spoiler free in that they managed to craft an entire series mm-hmm. about two characters that barely get any sc- screen time yes wanda makes her first appearance in a one of the buttons mm-hmm. in what it was it the first avengers movie or was it the, was it the first avengers movie no it wasn't it captain was captain america was i'm trying to remember if it was I feel like it might have been Winter Soldier. I think it was Winter Soldier, actually. Yeah, it was. It was Hydra. It was in the basement. Yes. Because I, yeah, because it was Winter Soldier, and then it was Age of Ultron immediately after that, right? I think that's how it played. It was around the same time. Yeah. I'm. I again. I know people are screaming. No, it's this. <laughs> 
I mean, I'm, I'm about 95% certain you're right. But the first time we saw her was in a button. The first, like, real movie appearance was, of course, Age of Ultron. Right. Her and Pietro were technically villains until mm-hmm. they were not. Just like they were in the comics. Yeah. Um, and then how, how many other times have we seen Wanda since? I mean, sorry, like, Age of Ultron came out ages ago. Pietro's dead. Yes. Uh, but Wanda <laughs> was in Civil War. Yep, and and, and, and call, accidentally caused a bunch of deaths. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really hold that against her, because she had a dude who was about to explode, so she threw him... Right. There, I don't think there was really anywhere she could have sent the, the exploding man that wouldn't have killed somebody. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it was the same thing. I mean, if you know, if we want to talk comics again, like the comic book version of Civil War. Civil like, War, though, that was Nitro exploded. That's true. It wasn't a hero making a mistake to be. I mean, Well, the was, New Warriors made the mistake. They kind of rushed in. Yeah. But at the same time, Nitro still made the decision to explode. Fair. Like, I'm going to defend the New Warriors of this. That, g- g- yes. 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 You know, they, he made a decision that resulted in the death of the New Warriors as yeah. well as an entire goddamn town and the school and all the dead children. And, and, and then and then penance happened, and let's not talk about penance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, Wanda's only been in... She was in Age of Ultron, she was in Civil War, mm-hmm. and then she was in Infinity War. And then, of course, she shows yes. up at the end of Endgame. Mm-hmm. And... Like she doesn't, she isn't the main character in any of these. She's not even a major part of the plot. Once you get away from Age of Ultron, yeah, she's part of Age of Ultron. But if you really think about it, you could have written her and Pietro out of Age of Ultron, and that movie would have been like ninety percent the same. Yeah, she's a part of Cap's team in uh, in uh, in Civil in, in War, Civil but War. you can take her out. And I mean, all you're doing is removing the scene where Clint is breaking her out of uh, the Avengers headquarters, and also uh, the uh, the fact. That Vision was on the other, the other, the opposite team. Like basically, yeah. You again, you can remove those two characters, yeah. from their first two movie appearances. Uh, they did have some nice scenes in, in Civil War. The scene, no, no, Civil War is yeah. lovely. Yeah, but and I know, and mind you, I'm saying this: you can remove Vision from the movie where he first appeared, <laughs> and the movie can still hold up for the most part. Yeah, although the best scene in that movie it literally involves. Vision when with when Vision hammer? yeah with the hammer that's that is my that is my favorite scene in that entire movie really and not the part where Steve almost picks up the hammer and you can see how Thor is like freaking okay. out internally I'll, 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 I'll give you that I'll give you that I yeah. mean, mind you it's interesting one thing I love about the Marvel movies is the attention to characterization oh yeah and the fact is like you watch that scene Steve like he he's starting to lift the hammer. It's it budges slightly, mm-hmm. and you can see Thor. You know is is kind of freaking out. Thor Odinson, let's call him. <laughs> yes, he's freaking out a little bit. And then of course Steve doesn't pick it up. Thor is relieved, and it's like you think of it as a one time gag. It doesn't yeah. really add anything to the movie. Right. The thing is though, is it paid off in Endgame when Steve picks up the hammer? Oh sure. And Thor goes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Th- Call back, call back. I, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. No, that's one of the strengths of the MCU over the DC movies mm-hmm. well, is the attention to characterization. Like I said, I haven't felt like there has been character growth in any mm-hmm. of the DC movies. Yeah. Even in the better DC movies like Wonder Woman, right. I don't feel like Diana's gotten proper character development. I, I would agree She's with you. She's a great character, yeah. but she hasn't actually had growth. And talk about characters that have now gotten growth because of WandaVision. It's not just it's not just Wanda, it's not just Vision, but you also have the side characters that are really having a chance to shine for the first time. So here's your actual spoiler. Yes, exactly. So 
the one like wonderful thing about WandaVision. Yeah. I, I kind of wonderful world of WandaVision. <laughs> uh, In Technicolor. I mean, like, first of all, it's getting a lot of flack because the people are like, oh, it's just stories being stretched out. All of you people are wrong. Please continue. Well, first of all, yes, the story is getting stretched out. That's called a TV show. Exactly. TV shows are, I mean, they used to be very uh, episodic, Mm -hmm. but of course they've become more serial. I mean, technically, Game of Thrones is one long eight-season movie with with a terrible ending, but, yeah. you know. I've heard that this is essentially a six-hour movie in the end, like, uh, because from what I've been hearing, the last three episodes are supposed to be about an hour apiece. Yeah. Uh, so they are not going to... They're basically jettisoning the half-hour experience it's, a little bit. Well, I I actually wrote a piece about this that should be up on Engadget, possibly by the time this thing goes up. Mm-hmm. You know, you can put it in the show notes. Yeah. That talking about how the length of WandaVision is probably one of its greater strengths. Oh, sure. And that uh, WandaVision episodes, they start, the first episode is 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And mind you, that includes the interminable end (laughs) credits, which are like five minutes long. Yeah. Because it, and I think it's like seven once you include the uh, the like the German credits and all that shit at the end. Yeah, there it has very long credits. Yeah, it does. So when you look at the time stamp on Disney Plus, that's not an accurate reflection of how much actual content there Correct. is. Yes. But what I note is that so the series is a pastiche, homage, parody. Mm-hmm of old sitcoms and yes. we're moving through the different decades it isn't a, a one for one thing you were saying oh they did that like no they're not trying to do right. exactly the 50s exactly the 60s because that's not how anything works right like just because it became 2020 doesn't mean that we gave up everything from the 2010s oh yeah there's a transitional period you don't actually hit peak decadeness, if you want to call so it like that. halfway through the decade I yeah feel generally like. yeah so like yeah, I feel like they couldn't really do the 90s because the only, I said to you, the only family sitcom I could really think of from the 90s was Home Improvement. Boy Meets World. And that too, I forgot about yeah. Boy Meets World. But, okay, so they're doing this pastiche of sitcoms, mm-hmm. right? Pastiche? Pastiche? I, I, oh, Family Matters would have counted too, actually. Family Matters also overlapped with Full House a lot, though. That's true, yeah. Yeah. Also, but I think, yeah, let me... Let me organize my thoughts. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into what you just brought up in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the number one thing is like so we're trying to do sitcoms, yeah. and the first episode is definitely just a regular sitcom episode. Oh, it's a it's Dick like, Van Dyke episode. Yeah, yeah, and Dick Van Dyke actually consulted on it, right. which is fascinating. Yeah. So because it's not doing much besides the sitcom format, if it were longer. It would have been painful. I agree. It wouldn't have felt like a sitcom. It would have been deeply uncomfortable because, yep. let's face it, we do like old sitcoms, but we don't like them so much that we want to watch 40 minutes of Vision tripping over an ottoman. <laughs> Completely agree, yes. Yeah. So I think the length is part of the homage, but it, and it's a smart storytelling decision because if it were longer, I think you'd get bored. Mm-hmm. I think they'd feel the need to pad each episode out. Being able to make each episode a different decade, a different sitcom period yeah. breaks it up nicely. And again, they don't want to stretch it out. They don't want to overdo it. Sure. Because they could easily make an episode an hour long and do two different sitcom eras. Mm-hmm. But it feels more natural to break it up week by week. Yeah, then you'd have to, you'd have, to have like a split mid-episode. It would yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think it works better the way it is. And yeah. the reason if the episodes can get longer, it's not just because we're getting towards the end. 
even though that is a common trend with a lot of TV shows where the last episode is always longer than yes. the earliest episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched uh, When They See Us a few weeks ago, and the yeah. last episode is an hour and a half. Oh, my God, yeah. I get. I understand that was probably the biggest part of the story was the exoneration, but it was still kind of like, oh, did we have a lot of stuff? We it was movie length. Like? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a movie. It, yeah. It's a little annoying. But yeah. at least with WandaVision, it's sort of baked into the format because the first episodes have to be sitcom length because they're sitcom. Right. But as we enter the real world, we're leaving the sitcom, you know, area. Mm-hmm. We're becoming a drama, an actual yeah. drama. And dramas have to be like 45 minutes, you know, to an hour long. Sure. I, I talk about this in my piece that, of course, streaming services, they don't have to worry about commercials. So mm-hmm. if they want, they can use the full hour. If you have to make a show for TV, you have to keep it at this point in this year. It ha- a drama has to be t- forty-two minutes, right? For eighteen minutes of commercials, <laughs> Jesus, Christ. that is ridiculous. Yeah, it's really annoying. This is the reason you don't see a lot of old shows on anymore mm-hmm. because they have to cut them to shreds to get them down to forty-two minutes. Original Star Trek. That yeah, was, Star yeah. Trek is the f- best example. Yeah. Star Trek episodes were at least fifty-two minutes long. Mm-hmm. And imagine your favorite episode. Imagine cutting ten minutes out of it. Yeah, and they used to have to do it all the time. Like, yeah. like if you've only ever seen Star Trek and Syndication, if you've never gone back and watched it on like Netflix or CBS All yeah, Access or whatever, you've missed a lot. Yeah. I guarantee you, there are scenes that if you watch it on Netflix, you'd be like, "What the hell? What, what's that? What's this? What's <laughs> yeah, going on?" Right. Uh, no, I always think of my favorite commercial cut. Well. I have two favorites. Oh, God. He knows one of the ones I'm going to mention. Yeah. Number two <laughs> on the list of greatest commercial cuts I've ever seen is, yeah. if you've, you've seen the movie War Games. Yes, I have, yeah. Now, you remember in the movie War Games, and this is for everybody listening to this. I'm going to see it with you, actually. Matthew yeah. Broderick and the girl, was, was she played by Ali Sheedy? Mm-hmm. I, 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 wait, uh, Ali Sheedy played the girl in everything, so I'm just going to say yes. Yeah, I'm saying Ali Sheedy. If I am wrong, I am wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, Matthew Broderick and his not-girlfriend, yeah. because they don't really hook up until the end, go to visit Professor Falcon. You know, like, because they need to find out about Joshua, about the super intelligent gaming computer, whatever you want to call it at right, this point. Right, right. Uh, so they have to take, like, a ferry out to the island, and they find them on the beach, and then there's this whole scene of him, like, le- giving them a lecture inside his house, and they're, like, telling him what happened. Like, there's a whole drawn-out scene, and Matthew Broderick has to, like, convince him to come back. He's like, this isn't my problem, this is dumb. Heart-to-heart, like, they have a heart-to-heart moment. <laughs> yeah. Everything I just described is cut when it's broadcast on TV. What? They literally get on the ferry, they go to the island, they find Professor Falcon, and the very next time you see is the three of them walking into NORAD. Oh my god. I did not even know there was a scene with Professor Falcon for years and years and years. Yeah, your your memory is as usual flawless it was Ali Shitty. Did you just look it up? Yeah. 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 So... No, I might as well, since I'm on a trend here and we're talking Get forever. Ahead. Go ahead, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, Ian's laughing hysterically <laughs> because infamously, the worst slash best cut for time I have ever seen on on, on uh, broadcast, you know, television, network yeah. television, was when uh, the... It was, I don't remember, I think it was the w, still the WB, it wasn't the CW yet. WPIX. Yeah, WPIX, Channel 11 in New York. Yep. Had they were showing Newsies starring Christian Bale, <laughs> and I got halfway through the movie before I realized they cut all of the songs. <laughs> they left in Carrying the Banner because okay. you can't actually yeah. cut Carrying the Banner because that's the opening of the movie, right? 
And then, like, the movie goes by, and then there's, like, a shot of the kids doing some little shuffle step outside of the newspaper mm-hmm. offices. Yeah. And that's when I realized they had cut all the songs. <laughs> Mind you, it's not the worst, because uh, the High Times song that, mm-hmm. um, what's her face, uh, Broadway star, why am I suddenly blanking, uh, you're gonna have to look this up for me later. Yeah, yeah. But there's, like, there's some songs in there that suck. <laughs> There's some songs that really suck. But then there's songs that are great. Bernadette Peters? Uh, yes, yeah, Bern- yeah, Bernadette Peters. Yeah. yeah, Bernadette Peters sings like this high time song and it's really terrible. Yeah. It's like, the, it is the worst song. That and Santa Fe. Christian Bale cannot okay. sing. Okay, yes. Yeah. But but at least in the Broadway version, Santa Fe has feeling and emotion. Uh, and if you cut, and the world will know, and the journal too. It's a pretty good pun. Yeah. It's th- one of the th- best puns I've oh ever heard in a song. Oh my god. Yeah. It's right up there with, though they car- call me Cardi B, I run this shit like cardio. <laughs> that is poetry. One that, of the best puns I've ever heard in a song. poetry. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so talking about like cutting things out of movies yeah. and tv shows and stuff and like want, okay we're gonna get back on track here <laughs> yes we are we, I, I know i know we i know we were talking about the side characters also so we'll have to get back well to we that, are, i yeah. wanted to get back to that I was yeah for, i wanted to talk about first of all we had the sitcom like, yes and it's pretty good and that's i'm talking about how streaming doesn't really have to build in that time yes but that's what i found interesting about wandavision is that they still chose to do shorter episodes correct and i feel like that is partly why people are complaining is because they feel like they're not getting anything every week. Mm-hmm. It's literally, it's a half an hour and then they're done and they don't feel like they're getting the ma- best use of their time. I disagree. Mm-hmm. I think the half hour thing is excellent. Oh, yeah. Especially when you have people staying up till 3 a.m. in the yes. goddamn morning oh to God. watch the episode and spoil it all over Twitter. Yeah. At least here, you could be like, I'll turn it on before work and I can watch it for a few minutes before work. Right. I can watch it while I'm working. Yeah. You know, and well, and, and and like the first two episodes, while I do not agree with what you just said about it being, you know, a, a waste of time and like not much happens. Like I it, didn't say that. Well, I, well, I, no, no, you didn't say that, but other people have said it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like you bringing it up. Like I can understand why some people may have felt that way, but a couple other places that I've been reading about it brought this up. Like if you yourself are not an aficionado on the sitcom. Like, if you yourself are not that familiar with, you know, the years of format and, like, the changing times and, like, how different stuff came in and, like, the actual pastiches that they're doing, then, yeah, you probably hated episodes one and two. Well, here's the other thing. First of all, I think they dropped both of them in the same week because they were going to get a lot of complaints. Right. I also think – think about this. So the first episode is 30 minutes, including the credits, which Mm -hmm. means, let's say, 25 minutes. Yeah. Uh, there are a lot of movies where not very much happens in the first 20 minutes. That is very true. But the thing is, you don't care as much because you still have an hour and 40 minutes after that of stuff to happen. Right. The thing with WandaVision is you have your your half hour goes by, and now you got to wait a week yeah. for more of the story. Right. People, Forbes had a great article basically saying people have forgotten how to watch TV. Oh, yeah. You used to have to wait a week to find out the next part of the story. Mm-hmm. And the thing about that, that's that's... It's both good and bad. Um, the bad part is, and, and this is in the piece I wrote, is that uh, it leads to a lot of speculation. Yep. And when the show itself doesn't match to the speculation, some people have very negative reactions. Oh, sure. And I bet you you're going to get a ton of negative reactions 
when you know certain characters don't show up or 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 certain characters that have shown up do not meet the expectation of when they showed up which we will get into because because i don't think we're going where a lot of people hope that we're going with the appearance of a certain character later on in the series I think it's an interesting choice for them to do WandaVision first before Falcon and Winter Soldier. I think it was a great choice. Yeah, because I feel like they were never going to match expectations. Or rather, having Falcon and Winter Soldier be the first show sets a bad precedent. Because one of the things I've always admired about the Marvel Universe, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is their willingness to do different different things, do weird things. Mm We before we recorded this episode, we were watching uh, Ant Man and Wasp, yeah, which is an interesting movie to me because it's a. I think actually, honestly, if you are enjoying WandaVision right now, I would recommend going back to watch Ant Man and the Wasp. Agreed, because they have very similar themes. Because the thing about Ant Man and the Wasp is that there are really no, there's no main villain in that movie. Yeah, the only bad guys are that little gang run by Walter Walton Goggins. Mm-hmm. But in terms of your antagonist, which is Ghost, yeah. um, she's not bad. No, she's a gray area. She's she's just she's trying. She's dying yeah. and doesn't want to die. She has a perfectly legitimate grievance. Yeah. Like her parents died in this horrible accident. But she doesn't even really want to hurt, uh, you know, the Pim or, or any of those people. Mm-hmm. She just wants to not die. And right. when she even brings up hurting someone, Bill Foster's like, no, we don't do that. Yeah, because we, she rec- I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, she, she, she says she wants to, like, kidnap Scott's daughter. Yeah. And Bill is like, no. <laughs> it's like, that's a line. We do not cross. Yeah, exactly. So that movie, I find that movie endlessly fascinating because of that. It's literally about people with conflicting needs. Mm-hmm. Wherein uh, Ava doesn't want to die and, and Bill wants to help her. Yeah. Uh, while the Pims, uh, Hank Pym and Hope, yeah. just want to save... Uh, Janet. Janet. They yeah. want to save wife slash mama. Mm-hmm. And Scott wants to put his life together. He's like, I need to finish my probation. Yeah. And I need to keep my company afloat so I have a job once this is done. Sure. So there's that. And the thing is, I always felt the they're all given equal weight. Mm-hmm. Nobody goes, oh, Scott, you're so stupid for trying to have a life, <laughs> trying to have a relationship with your daughter. Yeah. Like, they understand that. There is a part where uh, Scott is asking permission to leave. They're, like, on the trail of Janet. Yeah. But he has to get home, otherwise he's going to get caught violating his probation. Right. And he's basically asking permission to leave, and Hope is just like, oh, my God, just go already? Yeah. Because she's got her problem, and he's got his problem. Like, he wants her blessing. He doesn't, but he doesn't need it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, he wants it mostly emotionally because he's attracted to her. But again, it's just all these different people are pushing and pulling. What they need is conflicting. And the movie only resolves when people are able to like sort out, like prioritize. Okay, we can do this and this. Yeah. We If we do this first, then we can fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Like bring Janet back and then we fix Ava. That's yeah. ultimately what resolves the conflict in that movie. Right. And WandaVision is very much turning out to be a show like that. Oh, yeah. And the reason we rewatched Ant-Man and Wasp is because it has Jimmy Woo. Yes. Yes. Yay. Jimmy Woo, youth pastor, uh, <laughs> you know, magic aficionado. He's, all, he's also uh, one of the oldest Marvel characters. Uh, J- Jimmy Woo has existed. Like, oh, you mean in terms of the comics? Yeah, exactly. In the comics. Like that character has existed for many, many years. Uh, was also brought back in as part of Agents of Atlas, uh, you know, not that many years ago, and had, you know, was great in there. Uh, I love the Agents of Atlas as a, as a yeah, concept. Yeah, Jimmy Woo is far cooler in the comics than he is in the show. But yeah. I 
feel like Jimmy Woo, slightly softer version of Jimmy Woo, yes. per- fits in perfectly with these shows. Totally. Because like I said, Ant-Man and the Wasp was a movie where there's no real villain. Like, yeah. Like, you look at Jimmy in that, Jimmy's just doing his job. Jimmy's, yeah. like, super nice to Scott. He wants to hang out with Scott at the end. You want to you you go out You want to go out for dinner? You want to... You- <laughs> That was I, I could tell it was clearly at least partially improv, but it was so good between Paul Rudd. Yeah, and, it was like super yeah. awkward. Also, I would love a scene in WandaVision that is actually Scott and Jimmy getting getting dinner. dinner. Like, yes, uh, bringing Darcy back for yeah. They brought back well. Darcy. Darcy, of course, was the comedic relief in Thor movies. Yeah, which is what's interesting is they have sitcom like uh, veterans. That's true. They have. Fresh off the boat, and they've got uh, two broke girls. Two broke girls. So yeah. you know, we're like Ian said. He thinks that you think Darcy. I'm be- I'm ninety five percent certain that when we get to next episode, Darcy is going to be working at the diner. Like she'll it, be it, a waitress. Yeah, she's going to be a waitress. I don't know what they're going to do with uh, with Wu uh, if if he winds up getting sucked if in. If he got sucked in at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Uh, so it'll, I guess we can just talk spoilers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, so, I mean, we're what's exposed, interesting? Yeah. yeah, the show is basically it's very it is slow burn. Mm-hmm. It's not a big action extravaganza. Yeah, which is I think again people are reacting negatively to that because they mm-hmm. want that they want that stimulation. They want it injected into their but, eyeballs. By the time you got to the end of the second episode and you went color. Yeah. That that to me was a sign. Uh, I mean, I knew I knew it was going to be a slow build to, build to begin with, but like that was a sign that like we were. We were approaching something. It's about it's it's under the surface, bubbling as a horror story. Oh my god! It is definitely, I think, meant to be a horror story. The theory is yeah. that it might be Mephisto, mm-hmm. and there are two references we can pretty much talk about the most current sure. episode. Yeah, where um, where Pietro, as played by Evan Peters, amazing, calls the twins Demon Spawn. Yeah, and then he says that the town, what Westview, Westview yeah. is charming as hell. Yeah. And the thing is, he seems more aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. and like he's interrogating Wanda about it. What's interesting, though, here is that Wanda, at first, I don't know, I, I'm a little unclear on whether or not she's either denying it or she's unaware. Yeah. Because she's clearly surprised when he shows up and he doesn't look like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah, and the other part is, like, I mean, obviously when he first appeared, everybody's minds were blown because, like, oh my god, X-Men... X-Men in the, you know, in the MCU. Like, wow, we're getting Pietro from there in here. Not necessarily the case. We don't know yet that's, again, people saying nothing's happening or that it's not interesting is dumb because I actually would love to know, is this really Peter Maximoff or whatever Mm -hmm. his name was in the X-Men movies? Yeah. Uh, One theory I have seen was somebody saying that, remember they point out she can't raise the dead? Yeah. And the vision is kind of a fuzzy spot because he only died because they removed the stone from him. Right. But the stone back, he technically should be alive again. Or if you find what they were actually trying to do in Infinity War mm-hmm. was replace the stone, right? Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Shuri, you know, basically made Bruce feel like an idiot. And, you know. <laughs> Uh, but the thing is, so there is a possibility Vision can live without the stone. He yeah. could live again. He's not a biological being. Mm-hmm. But again, saying that you can't bring the dead back. So what if Wanda wanted to bring Pietro back, but she couldn't because he's dead? Mm-hmm. And who, if it's her or someone else enabling it, just yeah. grabbed whatever Peter Maximoff they could get. Exactly. Yeah. So it could it could easily be you know just another one from the multiverse, not even necessarily the one from the Fox X Men movies. Yeah, I don't understand this like drive to maintain that universe when there are more bad X-Men movies than there are good X-Men movies. See, and here's the thing. I don't 
I don't think a lot of people want to maintain it. I think they want crossover, but I don't think they necessarily want maintaining. Yeah, because I, mind you, I think that uh, Days of Future Past was absolutely brilliant as a soft reboot. Oh, sure. Because it meant they could wipe out everything that sucked, yeah. everything that was stupid. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, that universe is technically done because we had Logan, and Logan is supposed to be in that universe. Yes. And, and at the same time, I am 95% certain that either in Spider-Man, because that's apparently going to be a multiverse movie, or Doctor Strange, there's going to be a random scene where you see Deadpool pop out of one of the... Deadpool is the one character you can put anywhere and he fits. Exactly, somehow. because there's going to be a Deadpool 3. They've announced that. Yeah. So, like, it's clearly going to be in the MCU and not in his own. So, like, he's going to jump through a freaking portal and he's going to be in our world. Cable's going to be yelling and at him with <laughs> his fist, raising his fist in the air, going, or, you Or rascal. maybe Cable's there, too. I don't freaking know. Like, it could be yeah, it could be a whole bunch of people. Ron was a good Cable. Yeah. No, he was a good, he was a good Cable. And, and they'd be, they'd be, they would be able to make 95 Thanos jokes, uh, you know, with him with him in the, uh, in the MCU. See, I, the only problem I have with reusing actors is that it feels too close to what uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths did. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I thought Crisis and Infinite was done pretty well. Not the best, but good enough for yeah. me. And I, again, no David Masseuse. Disappointing. Talk, talking about reusing actors, though. Uh, Chris Evans. Uh, it was, yeah. <laughs> see, it's weird. It's weird. Like, I don't want... You guys can't do the same jokes that DC did. Michael B. Jordan. Because I guarantee you people are already going to... The minute we start introducing a Marvel multiverse, people will start comparing it to Crisis. Oh, sure. And Crisis, I think, was done pretty well. It could have been better. Yeah. There were some flaws there, but yep. I think it was pretty solid mm-hmm. you know, for a TV man. And they had fun with it. And I think... Honestly, I think Marvel will do a better job. I think so. That's the the scary part is they will yeah. blow anything DC did out of the water. <laughs> I mean, the, the you know Into the Spider Verse was just a taste of that. Yeah, if we're, I, if we're getting the type of Spider Verse movie that we might be getting in Spider Man Three, like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I I've always felt like the mind you the multiverse Marvel has always had a better multiverse because DC mm-hmm. has always tried to slim it down and made it worse yeah. somehow. Well, Marvel's like, eh, just create more. We have millions of universes, whatever, don't care. And DC's like, we just want to have one or 52 <laughs> or one or more than 52, you know. Well, bringing it bringing it back to a minute to to Evan uh, as yeah. as Pietro, I know he's he's the best. Him in the Halloween uh, costume with the hair and the, and the shirt and everything. Yeah, and he dressed up little speed like that too. Completely gorgeous. I loved it. But here's the other thing: if he's not Mephisto, if he is a multiverse version of Pietro, just simply being manipulated, it's really weird because he's, the questions he's asking her yeah. is that he's trying to find out how things work. How he? How are you doing? And she, this? like I said, she starts out confused. Yeah. When he says, "Oh, you were really, you were always empathetic. You were very nice about this. Oh, mm-hmm. you just left the kids in bed, except for the special holiday episodes. Yeah. You didn't break up families and couples and yeah. such." And she goes from denying it to like, "Oh, you don't think it's so bad?" So, I mean, again, we have theories here. I mean, there's always the theory that she is somewhat aware of what she's doing, but mm-hmm. I don't think she's totally aware. Yeah. And we know that she's in pain and that she felt like that emptiness and i'm gonna talk talking about the pain when i say that this show reminds me of ant-man and the wasp because is wanda really the bad guy here that's the question because 
you know, Hayward, who definitely is a bad guy in this, yes. is all, he throws it in Monica's face. Like, oh, she violated you. She took over your brain. She made you do things. Mm-hmm. She made you do racist caricature, basically, because yeah. she was, like, hucking jiving when she was in the, the simulation. Right. I'll call it the simulation for now. Yeah, and, and Monica, too, like, you know, the fact that, that Monica's DNA is being changed yeah. while in there also leads me to an important question. Is Wanda accidentally creating mutants? You, oh, I think we're definitely leading into Monica having powers. Yeah. Whether or not anyone else in there will have powers. Agnes could be Agatha Harkness. Yeah, that's she was dressed as a witch in the most recent episode, so people are reading she was. that. Uh, the other guy, uh, the the neighbor, the one who was... Uh, the he was one like who, a Frankenstein. Yeah, uh, but but he, he his first name is the same first name as the High Evolutionary. Okay. Um. So, I mean, that could easily be something. Yeah, I don't want to speculate too much on minor characters. Yeah. I do feel like they have more in, in planned for Monica, though. Right. Especially since, I mean, Monica is Captain Marvel, but at the same time, we still have Carol Danvers' Captain sure. Marvel. So. And, and we're introducing Ms. Marvel, which is a whole other bag. But yeah. uh, but that she's apparently going to be in Captain Marvel 2, Monica Rambeau. So that's Yeah, you know, so we'll see what happens with that. I think Monica isn't going to die if she does. Well, no. You're going to hear the screaming across the I don't room. think she's going to because, she's again— a, She's they, a great character. They, and, and they have plans for her, so yeah. yeah. But, uh, well, mostly the, the only thing that the DNA getting changed made me think of is uh, the book Timeline. You weren't with me when I went to see that movie, were you? No, I, I wasn't. Michael Crichton's Timeline, a very good book that got turned into a very bad movie. <laughs> and one of the plot points in the movie was that the guy, one of the guys who's part of like the original team who's mm-hmm. using the time machine, yeah. and that the time machine does kind of kind of shuffle your atoms a little bit. Okay. So every time you go through, like everything's changed a little. This guy had gone through enough times that his brain had been rewired oh, no. and it made him crazy Jeez. so that's what i was i'm worried about with monica but you're right that's probably more they're going to be like she has powers now yeah that's that's clearly how she, i mean you know she, her code name is photon yeah because they're worrying like, they're they're making it worried that she's gonna die because she keeps getting shifted around but yeah because this is the marvel universe she's gonna get powers like that's yeah. that's a given yeah. yeah i mean the only other outcome i see is that she doesn't automatically get powers but she does start to die and wanda has to fix her that's possible and wanda does what she can to try to keep her from dying the other question so i have she might have wanda's powers even Ooh, that's similar oh she might have wanda's original powers okay like movie wanda's original right 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 powers. yeah which also leads me to the question is this chaos magic that she's using because i mean you know in the comics you know we're going house of m here but also in the comics there was a whole thing about how "quote unquote" chaos magic doesn't exist, yeah, it was bullshit. and that it was just That's her right. powers, you know, out of out of control, out of haywire, or as it were. Um, yeah, well, she was originally introduced as having luck powers. Basically, her yeah. hexes were basically luck fields. I love that they that they that they referenced the hexes in this. Uh, yeah, too. they yeah. they you know expanded into oh well, she's actually does no magic and it's chaos magic, and yeah. they're like, no, that's kind of bullshit. Yeah, because they wanted to get back to the fact that she was supposed to be a mutant, right? Honestly, yeah. And mutants shouldn't be magical. Sure. Like, I, I still agree with that. Like, yeah, no, definitely. You know, keep everything in its neat little corner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's why it's a little puzzling. Like, are we getting Doctor Strange on this show? Or are we going to go more scientific? I think we're getting there just because it, if all three of these movies are connected, like, like it has been discussed in other, like Hollywood Reporter talked about it a couple times, how like wandavision spider-man doctor strange they're all connected in one way or another yeah. um and doctor strange is is confirmed for spider-man 
So it would certainly make sense for him to show up in WandaVision. Yeah, you know, it, it, it just occurred to me how perfect it is for, for Strange to be in Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Because he was such an asshole to Peter. <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Peter. Oh, I'm Dr. Strange. Oh, we're using our made-up names. <laughs> and I'm thinking, watching that thinking, oh, my God, Stephen, you are such an asshole. You are so yeah. rude to this child. This child... Introduced by his name, yep. you were you, when he says "I'm Peter," you're supposed to say "I'm Stephen." Yeah, you're a condescending <laughs> bitch, also, and you deserve the thing that Peter gave you inadvertently. Part of me thinks. All, <laughs> part of me thinks also if, that if you're introducing Doctor Strange, that we're going to get the uh, essentially the quote unquote mind wipe that we got in the comics to try to get Peter's identity back. That's a possibility. In the box. I am still rooting for. I don't think it'll happen, but the fact that there were even rumors without saying in public that I really wanted Charlie Cox as Daredevil back. That may still happen. But not as Daredevil, as Matt Murdock, because Peter's going to need a lawyer. Exactly. Yes. And the the idea of like, maybe he seeks out Peter like, hey, kid, you're going to need help. Oh, yeah. That was my first thought is like, this kid is in so much legal trouble right now. And and, I mean, that, that makes the most sense. And I think of all the actors from Netflix that need to come over... Charlie Cox is the main one. Yeah, if they're even... I know that they have the rights back. Yeah. So that's not a problem. Right. But if they're still worried, they don't want to bring Daredevil back, you don't have to. You bring back Matt. Yeah. Like, Matt Matt is now the superhero lawyer, which leads me to the other thing we probably should talk about. Go ahead. Was, okay, and I told my mom this. <laughs> Wanda needs a therapist. Oh, there yes. are two... I mean, I know there was another one introduced a few years ago, but there are two major therapists in the Marvel Universe. Yep. One is the bald guy in the floating chair. Uh, who, Actually, who's, who's, who's that? Who's that? You uh, know, honestly, entirely a possibility now that Xavier, Marvel, yeah. you know, and all that. But yeah. more likely, because we've already introduced the character, is Leonard Sampson. And it works too well. Because right now... We are at 2,000 sitcoms, essentially, with the show. And if you bring back Leonard Sampson and you have Phil Dumphy... There's a possibility you can show off a family that's very modern indeed. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, like, yeah, I really loved Ty Burrell. Me and Ian both have, like, been pulling for them to bring back Ty Burrell as Leonard Sampson. Because I loved him in The Hulk because he was technically Betty's... New boyfriend, but mm-hmm. was our therapist. It was a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But he was so nice. Like, he was super nice to Bruce. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're my girl's ex-boyfriend that she has a lot of problems with. Okay. But he kind of gets it. Like, he's not nasty to him. He's just like, you have problems that you work to. The person he mouths off at is General Ross. Yes. He's like, I understand why Betty has problems because you're a jerk. Who I'll mention they brought back. Yeah. A- and they're bringing back, uh, uh, is it Eli Roth? Uh, not, 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 sorry, what's the name of the... Eli Roth is the director. Uh, no, my bad. Then who am I thinking of? Uh, 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 Abomination. I uh, know who you're talking about. I, I think his last name is Roth, it's isn't Roth. it? It's Roth. Yeah. Um, oh my God, we are terrible people. He was in Lie to Me. Lie to Me was a good show. We watched almost all of it. <laughs> wow, we did, didn't we? <laughs> we did. Um, shit, what the fuck is his name? What, what, yeah. Tim Roth? Tim Roth. Tim Roth, thank you. Yes. Tim- I didn't even, I was looking it up on my phone, but yeah. I remembered before I, I actually- At least I remembered his last name, but yeah. Tim, <laughs> Tim Roth, Tim Roth as Abomination is coming back for She-Hulk. Oh, no. God, God damn it. What? So I, before I remember Tim, I had already typed in Abomination and uh-huh. Roth. I hadn't hit enter yet. Yeah. I hit enter. The very first hit on Google is Tim Roth breaks the silence on his return as Abomination and She-Hulk. Can you guess what site it is? 
we got this covered yeah of, of course yeah oh i hate that yeah. site so much can we, i remove that from my search results? i think you can actually we got this covered as trash yeah i made a i know i made a little chart like there's that media chart of yeah. like conservative versus liberal and reliable versus unreliable mm-hmm. and of course we got this covered was like on the very bottom cosmic book news also down there yeah. uh way down there i i should make a graphic of this and give it to you to put up on the site it will not be ready in time for whenever you hear this because i'm lazy yeah yeah but but either way like you know tim roth is coming back you know you we already have thunderbolt ross it back it yeah. makes perfect sense to have ty burrell back as doc samson and maybe you could give him some green hair. I mean, maybe. Maybe he goes into Westview and his DNA gets scrambled, too. It's very possible. Everybody gets scrambled DNA. It- Darcy has powers now. <laughs> oh, okay, wait. No, it, Darcy. No, I don't want. Meow, meow. <laughs> okay, no. If Dar- Jane Foster is not coming back as Thor, it's actually Darcy. God damn it. Although- we got this cover. It's got the scoop. <laughs> Although, 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 part of me also wonders if it may also be Jane Foster that that they're perhaps meeting up top. Yeah, I, 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 we, I forgot that she was supposed to be in the new movie because I thought Natalie Portman still hated the Marvel yeah, universe. Yeah, and then, then when they when they made the, the announcements uh, at the at the thing, you know, that's when they were like, oh yeah, no, Thor three's happening. Uh, we got we got back the only director that matters, uh, Taika Waititi, and oh, I like uh, Kenneth Branagh, but okay, yeah. but Taika Waititi's made a better Thor movie. Yes, uh, unless you ask Adam Murdo, then he's firmly in the in the in the other camp. I understand that hiring Kenneth Branagh was <clears throat> it's an example of what I'm talking about. How the Marvel universe is more willing to it to experiment with yeah. different ideas. Right, we're willing to make uh, Ant Man was a caper film, mm-hmm. and. Uh, of course, like I said, Ant-Man and the Wasp is like about empathy and yeah. caring, putting putting your oxygen mask on before you assist other people. Right. Uh, if you want to embrace the Shakespearean aspects of, of, of the, Asgard, then yeah, Kenneth Branagh is the Kenneth guy Branagh. that you're, that you're going to yeah, get. Yeah, it just it yeah. turns out they weren't very interesting movies in the end. But <laughs> like, it, they're at least trying something different with the movies. First one's way better than Dark World, though. That much, yeah. that much I'll say. Um, my brain was like fritzing out because I was forgetting all the movies. Winter Soldier, of course, has like a spy thriller yeah. aspect for it. Oh, by the way, random. Uh, remember who was originally going to direct Dark World? Patty Jenkins. Yeah, I was about to say Patty. Yeah. How, at least they're getting Patty back for for uh, Star Wars. Yes, that is true. I am looking forward to Rogue Squadron because I've always had a thing for X Wings and yeah. Wedge Antilles. <laughs> I had a crush on him when I was younger. So uh, the the other question is, uh, bringing it back to WandaVision, how far do you think this is going to expand? Like, how far do you think this the circle the, the circle? I think it's limited because, as we saw in the most recent episode, look, yeah. we're pretty much all. I mean, I can't even give you a spoiler warning at this point. We're no, totally, no, yeah, we're, we're completely spewing all over at this. We're point. all there. Yeah. So at the end of, the, towards the end of the episode, Wanda expands the circle. The thing is, though, is before she did that, Vision goes to the edge of the hex, mm-hmm. as they as they, they jokingly call it. Yeah, and he's already seeing people who are barely moving. Yeah, and then once he gets to the very edge of it, like he runs into Agnes, and Agnes is completely stationary. Yeah, showing that if, if Wanda is the one who's completely in control, her power is limited. Right, like even when she goes to expand the circle, she has to stop everyone in her immediate vicinity to do it. Or even if she's being manipulated by some other force, she only has so much power. She can't. I I would not be surprised if next week almost everyone in the town disappears like she sends mm. them to bed or whatever yeah like they just gone and the only people you see are the family and maybe agnes yeah you know like everyone else is just gone right because again she only has so much power mm-hmm. i think they were very deliberate about showing that about how again everything it's like she hit a pause button right and you know to open up the field yeah 
And now she has more people under control because she made like the fake circus and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I mean, every episode too, like episode four was, was easily my favorite of the bunch just for the way that they, that they did it. Four is the eighties episode, right? Four, four, four is where we get to see all the explanation. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right, right. Yeah, uh, and and with that, um, you know, the entire episode was outside the bubble, essentially. Yeah, some people even complain. Uh, mind you, this is a show that is so divisive, no matter what it does, people are upset at it. Oh, I know. Because I saw people saying, oh, it's moving too quickly now. Yeah, but that's bullshit. I, it's supposed to be nine episodes. It had to move eventually. I wanted an episode outside the bubble. That's why I like episode four. I Mind you, I like it all. But what was cool about episode four was it was the first time we ever really got to see post-blip. Yeah, that was incredibly important. I hate that they call it the blip in I their know. universe. It makes sense because they're not aware that Thanos did a snap. Yeah. But I hate the word blip. Yeah. But yeah, well, the first time – well, the first time we saw anything post-blip really, like what the world was like was, of course, homecoming – not yeah. homecoming, far from home. Mm-hmm. But even that was very comical and silly, mm-hmm. and this was the first time. First of all, we saw what it actually looked like when someone came back. Oh, yeah. It was literally like the dust kind of oh, build, rebuilding a human. Beautiful effect. Everybody was panicking. I would not be surprised if a bunch of people died when they brought everybody back. Sure, because I'm sure there were probably people that were on planes. I continue to be super angry about that. I don't like... I found Tony Stark to be incredibly selfish because mm-hmm. he's like, no, you have to keep all of this the same because he wants his happy marriage and his kid. Yeah. But those five years, first of all, in the in the initial blip, people probably died because they were on planes and like the crew mm-hmm. might have zapped out of existence. Yeah. There might have been people on an operating table and their doctors disappeared. Sure. Car accidents. You remember from Flash Forward? Oh, my God. They showed us during the Flash Forward when people passed out, you saw helicopters crashing yep. and, and, and such. Mm-hmm. So I guarantee you, lots of people died and it made me angry that they didn't seem to care like Tony's child was more important than everybody who died during that initial blip. I agree with you. It was within his character to be that selfish. Yeah, I, but... I'm not even that mad at him too much. Like, it's within his character, but it's just the fact that the rest of the Avengers are like, oh, okay. And then, of course, you have Bruce being like, I tried to bring Nat back, but I couldn't. I'm <laughs> like, what about all the other people that died? Did you even try to bring anybody else back? Also, if I remember correctly, May wasn't blipped. So May had to live without Peter. No, May was blipped. May was blipped? They, I think they said that in, in Far From Home. Okay, never mind. I thought she wasn't because that actually would have hurt a lot more. Yeah, But I'm yeah. pretty sure she was blipped. All right, yeah. never mind. I take it back. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to remember at this point. <laughs> yeah, but I believe she was blipped. Uh, yeah, basically most of the characters we care about, I think, were blipped so they don't have to have them have all this trauma. Right. Because I think I would not be surprised if all the Netflix characters were blipped. Oh, that's a good point. Because there's a lot of character development that would happen in five years. The characters would not be who you knew the last time you saw them. But that would be a good way to soft reboot. Uh, if if all we yeah if we do want to bring them back uh, actors and you all you could soft reboot them but you do have to acknowledge the characters are going to be vastly different sure if 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 the room if there was the rumor going around that we may for example get Jessica Jones on She Hulk is true mm-hmm. I actually kind of want her to have been, been around all five years because I want to see what type of person she became basically being one of the few people left to defend things yeah when the, when the defenders weren't around I'm still know? super mad that. I know that the Russo brothers said they didn't want to confuse people by including the the Marvel characters, I'm the, the Netflix about that, characters. Though. Yeah, 
What? I'm disappointed about that, it, too. Like, I feel like you didn't even need to... You could have just put them in the background as, like, Easter eggs. Yeah. People spot them fighting in the background. Oh, sure. I would not be bothered if in a future thing they're like, hey, remember when we fought Thanos forces? <laughs> just so that they were in the background, but you couldn't see them. Right. Because I easily could have... They easily could have come through with... Uh, with What's-his-face? Uh, Wong? Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wang. Wang. Uh, no, no, is it Wong? No, Wong, you're right. It is Wong. I can't remember. I get the actor and the character in my head confused. Well, that's because his name... Isn't his name actually Benedict Wong in real yes. life? So, and he's playing yes. Wong. Yes, and, and I just watched, started watching Marco Polo, so I'm very confused now. <laughs> As part of my historical drama binging. Oh, man. But the, the other the other thing is... So, yeah, so when we're all said and done here, two, two questions I have, and we'll find out obviously soon because we only have... Three more weeks left of this. This episode. This is this is six, episode seven. seven that's that's airing. Uh, it's supposed to end on episode nine. Yeah, it's going to so end on episode nine. Episodes. So like we only last, have. A, now that I think about it, they're out of decades to do sitcoms. So of course the last few episodes are just going to be yeah, yeah everything yeah because there's no sitcoms at that point unless <gasps> they do future sitcoms. Oh Jetsons. my god! No, I had a better idea. They what? do quibbies. <laughs> All right, so we're done. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I laughed so hard when when Qu- when Quibi's stuff wound up on of all things Roku. Yeah, that makes sense because Roku probably wants to have its own content. Yeah, that's fair. Because here's the thing: like, I don't. We could do a whole episode about this. Yeah. But if you remember correctly, companies have been getting mad at Roku because they feel like Roku's profiting off their content. Yeah, and they are. Well, it's stupid because it's like, oh, you can't. Then you can't have our app on your thing, and it's like, okay, well, that might make the Roku less valuable, but it also makes you less accessible. Yes, exactly. Like, do you want people to watch your shows? Oh, look at that! HBO Max made a deal, right? when Wonder Woman 84 was coming out. Hmm. You yeah, know? I've like, I was getting really tired of having to turn on my PlayStation 4 yeah. to watch HBO Max. And I, I had, I essentially had no way to do it. So I was just stuck with HBO uh, content. Okay, I had one way of doing it, which was connect my computer yeah, to Yeah, nobody my... does that. Normal people don't do that. Only nerds. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but like, now that we're getting close, so like, by the time this show is over, I, I'll ask you a couple of yes or no questions here. Does Vision survive? Does Vision survive? Uh, right now, it's really looking like a big no. Okay. But here's the thing: is I feel like if I was a producer, I was in charge of the Marvel stuff, I would not want to let Paul Bettany go. I agree, which is why I think in, uh, somehow Scarlet Witch is going to sacrifice a lot of her "quote unquote" newfound power to bring him back. Yeah, I, I had a theory on that. My mom, of course, was like countered because here's the thing: is like we're seeing Wanda do things that we never could have imagined she yeah. would have done. And I had a theory because you remember she destroyed the was it the Mind Stone that Vision was powered yes. by, mm-hmm. and she destroyed it. And my mom was like, "But but they rewound." And I'm like, "But the way the Time Stone has always worked, it seems like it's localized." Mm-hmm. And when Thanos rewound time, he rewound Vision, but he didn't seem to rewound rewind Wanda. Like she That's was still aware of yeah. what. That she had done what she was supposed to, mm-hmm. because it's not like she immediately got back up and tried to destroy it again. She could have done that. Also, also the fact that Loki is out there somewhere with, you know, because of the stone that he Yeah, has. we're going to have to see how that works, because they definitely, the time stream has definitely been fucked with, regardless oh, of yeah. how they, they promised they were going to return all the stones. Yep. But the time stream has definitely been screwed with. And I have a theory... I mean, this is my fan theory, is that <laughs> when he rewound, like, again, Thanos rewound Vision, but didn't rewind Wanda, and yeah. Wanda absorbed the energy from the stone. That's what I think, and too. And that's 
that's how she was even able to reanimate Vision is yeah. because she's the Mind Stone mm-hmm. or a Mind Stone. You know, the yeah. Mind Stone technically has, was destroyed anyway. Right. But that's just my theory. So there's always a possibility that they find some way to bring back Vision or at least bring back Paul Bettany in some other role. I think I think it's definitely going to wind up happening. I think if I remember correctly, Scarlet Witch may also be showing up in in Doctor Strange. So like she's not she's not she's not going to be powerless. I wouldn't get rid of her. Because, yeah. Again, this is the first time we've ever spent actual time with the character. Like yeah. really spent time with her. Because let's be honest, Wanda and Vision. I don't give a shit about them as a couple. Yeah. They're barely on screen. They're hanging out in Scotland. They're going to shops and kissing in the street. It was really nice. I mean, because, you know, they did set that up in Civil War, and it was nice to see it followed up with in, in, in Infinity War, at least in one way or another. Yeah, it was It was always something that's been going on in the background. Oh, sure. Definitely. But now that they're in the, fr- in the front and we get to see everything, that's even better. But does Evan Peters survive this? And for that matter... Who is Evan Peters? <laughs> yeah, does Evan Peters now have a role in the MCU? Yeah. Like... I, I certainly hope so, because he's Evan Peters. Evan I love Peters him. is amazing, yes. Yeah. But that's a question. And what about all these people in in the town? In like Westview? In Westview. How many of them will survive? Yeah. Will some of them have superpowers? Yeah. Will any of them even remember? Well, because I, it really feels like, well, mind you, that would be a violation of the Sokovian Accords again. Oh, which, God. Which is still kind of fuzzy on what's actually happened with those. I believe they might have mentioned... Again, people can correct me if I'm wrong in Far From Home that they're still around. I believe they They just are. became kind of irrelevant when half of the superhero population sure. was gone. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, man, it's it's going to be a really interesting ride for the rest of this, and I, yeah. I cannot freaking wait. I feel like the one of the other reasons they had to do WandaVision first is because, like you said, it's the first time we've seen post-Snap. Mm-hmm. And because uh, Bucky and Sam were both snapped, mm-hmm. we didn't really see much of what right. happened in the five-year period. Yeah. So, and, 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 I, and I cannot wait to see the return of Zemo in uh, in in Falcon and Winter Soldier, like I know that that's like I, I'm glad that character is still around in one way or another. You're talking about Daniel Brühl or yeah, Daniel Brühl, yeah, yeah. Which I have just finished watching the first season of The Alienist, and oh, this yeah. show is such eye candy. <laughs> I just want to make that a note. It is Daniel Brühl, Dakota Fanning, uh-huh. and Luke Evans. Yeah, they are all very pretty people. Yes, they are wonderful actors. Yeah, and if you like. Uh, 19th century like aesthetic especially New York Mm -hmm. it's the show for you it's not if you're a big history nerd like I am you will probably scream a few times at at the inaccuracies well yeah this is what bugs me about it this is my side note let's see if I can keep this under like a minute (laughs) yeah yeah. Uh, so the show is shot in Hungary they had to build a New York set yeah And even though the characters visit locations, real locations, Mm -hmm. that still exist in New York to this day, like Delmonico's, the sets don't look like the thing. Like, they go to Delmonico's, it doesn't look like Delmonico's, and I wanted to choke somebody. They do go to, I told you, they go to a department store that existed back then. The building still stands. That looked accurate, but I don't understand why Delmonico's didn't have its famous columns. And And that's how I feel every time they get on a PATH train and it's supposed to be New York City. So that's, you know, like... I continue to be baffled by John Wick because John clearly lives in New Jersey. I know. So they could have just said it was the PATH train. And they just decided not to because they were weird. Like, dude, it costs the same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like he's too cheap to take the subway. I know, right? Um, And... So I'm sorry. What was the name? What's the name of the of the head of 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 sword? Uh, is it the, is Har, Hargrave? Hayward? Uh, Hayward. Hayward. You know why I remember that? Why? Because of Legends of Tomorrow. 
Ah. Hayward. Not, oh, shit. Wow. Snap. Ooh, crossover. Uh, <laughs> it, it makes me want to bash my head out, actually. I know. But, but yeah, so like, he's clearly trying to get Vision back. Because Vision, Vision is a weapon, and in this world, in the MCU, Sword is more about weapons than it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, we still don't really know everything about Sword, because yeah. Sword was more like about dealing with extraterrestrial threats. Right. It could still be, because we do have knowledge of all that stuff, like the scrolls. Give me my green-haired lady. Give me Agent Brent. I just want, I actually want to see, I forget his name, but I want to see the scrolls from Captain Marvel, the ones who were in Far From Home. Oh, yeah. I forget their names, I'm sorry. Again, I'm, I'm a terrible nerd, That's apparently. That's fine, yeah. I want to see them drinking milkshakes. Well, they're, they're certainly going to be uh, in Secret Invasion. Oh, yeah. Ben Mendelsohn's character will be in yeah, that. Yeah, Ben Mendelsohn, so. thank you for remembering yeah. the actor. But so yeah. I wanted to point out, like... It's really easy. I mean, this is both a plus and a minus to the show being weekly to mm-hmm. overanalyze the episodes. Yeah. A few Easter eggs <clears> and <throat> such. Like, we just, we also rewatched that WandaVision episode earlier today. And yeah. someone had pointed out that um, in the flashback, uh, Wanda and Pietro, the Halloween flashback, that Pietro's basically looks like Nick Fury and Wanda's sort of Black Widow. She has an yeah. antenna, which, of course, spiders don't have, but right. I'll go with close enough because yeah. she has red hair like very yes. red, very red hair mm-hmm. like redder than <laughs> i would expect yeah that uh, that's like a thin one but a and also thin but possibly interesting easter egg um they noticed like a lot of hayward's imagery like in his office mm-hmm. are hex shapes Ooh. so if you rewatch the episode look out for that kind of stuff okay yeah because so, that might hint something like if he's actually a bad guy like a like Mephisto, right. or if he's working for like AIM, because AIM That's was a, possible. AIM with the was bees. some, yeah. AIM. I was thinking about when we saw the guy who got turned into the beekeeper, but now yeah. we know what he actually looked like, sure. and it's it's a little thin there. But the the other thing, like in general, you know, tracking the you know the vibranium signature of Vision and all that jazz. I think back to when Vision was wiped in the comics. One of the ways we might get out of this with a version of Vision might be if we get the emotionless automaton vision that he might lose even the emotions he has in the, because yeah. he's already lost his memories he doesn't know what the avengers are exactly which is kind of a bummer because you kind of be hoping that maybe all he didn't remember was dying yeah but she it, it seems more likely that she or someone else had to remove all his memories of being a hero yeah i think that was more even because though, even though he's certainly a, still a heroic figure he want, yeah he said the yeah. people inside need help yeah that's the reason why he kept walking through the field the force field right uh, which did I, I did I already say this on this podcast or I just say it to you? I think you said it to me. Yeah. So one thing I noticed interesting. Not sure if it's intentional, but it's an in, like a interesting thing to notice is that so when Vision is trying to get out of the hex, yeah. and he's getting shredded, yeah. but he continues to push through. Mm-hmm. It's very similar to Infinity War with the the Beast, the mm-hmm. the from you know like Thanos's forces yeah. are trying to get through the force field in the Wakanda and they're like letting themselves get torn apart ripped in half yep. just to get through and mind you it's horrifying you know like you know all the Wakandans oh, are sure. like oh my god yeah. you know what's her face uh, Okoye yeah. yeah it's just like ah she- <laughs> da- uh, Donna Guerrero has the best faces for stuff like she's that she's the best yeah yeah uh, but that it reminded me of that of course it's horrifying because the Hayward and they're just standing there like oh he really wants to get out and they're just letting him shred himself yeah and he's willing to shred himself because he's like everyone inside the bubble needs help I don't care what happens to right. me uh, I do feel like Vision should have been like these people are just gonna let me die let me go backwards like <laughs> at that point you should have been like 
Yeah, everybody's mm-hmm. fucked. I feel like I feel like at that point it was too late to, to do to do anything. Yeah, else. well, he clearly couldn't move anymore after yeah. a certain point. But the government clearly wants vision. That much, that much, I'm gathering, or at least whatever whoever sword works for wants vision. I think that might be simplistic, like that they just want the body back. Yeah. Uh, oh, another like Easter egg ish thing is when they show the footage of Wanda stealing his body. Yeah. And it's all splayed out on the different tables. That is a scene taken straight from the comics. That, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I thought that was interesting. I, yeah. Again, I thank the internet for people pointing this stuff out. I'm, I'm half surprised we didn't get robot dog. Considering that the, I, the, the dog were, episode, it looked like they were going to go there. Yeah. That they were going to have the dog what electrocute himself, yeah. and, and then he would bring back the dog. And, yep. <laughs> I mean, actually, that still could happen next week. Tom King's Vision series. I'm glad we're at least getting beats from that. That is still my favorite Vision. That is also why I said it's fine when they change things from the comics because oh, yeah. it means you're actually surprised. Like you're looking at WandaVision and you're like, is this the Vision series? Is this the Mephisto storyline? Is this Agatha Harkness? Like, is it House of M? Is it Disassembled? Is it the yeah. Wanda Wanda you know Vision miniseries from the '80s? Like, yeah, like you're you're constantly guessing. That's I think that's going to be important to the health of superhero movies mm. is for them to carve out their own place and not be totally dependent on the comics. Oh, and sorry, you mentioning that final final thought. I love the fact that they had the reference that she's never had a code name. Yeah, were they not allowed to do that under the deal? I think that was the case because they did they ever even call Pietro Quicksilver? Uh, I don't, I don't know if did. he was Quicksilver on either side, to be honest. I that's a good. Qu- I I think he may have been Quicksilver over at Fox. I think, yeah, but not until much later. Yeah, uh, uh, like I think possibly even in even in Dark Phoenix, they may have finally called maybe. Him I again, I have not seen Dark Phoenix yeah. because I could see it was a trash fire from miles sure away. Sure as hell was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I should watch it eventually. You, you but, will. But yeah, it's kind of an interesting thing. They're like, she doesn't have a code name. But now they can do it because they don't have to worry about the deals right. and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah, Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch have always been kind of a tricky wicket for yes. you know Marvel because... Mm-hmm. And mind you, you know, of course, all that the changes leak down to the comics where they're like, well, we can't have them be mutants because of the movie rights. And now they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. We can use the fantastic four again. Oh my God. And well, I guess maybe that should be our final thought is, is the mysterious engineer that they're bringing in Reed Richards. I go with no, because that would have leaked because the internet knows all. And we would have heard the casting announcement. I don't think it's Reed Richards but I will lose my shit if it's Victor Von Doom. That would be pretty cool. I also yeah. think that would have been a casting uh, announcement that would have leaked. Because the Evan Peters thing did leak, mm-hmm. but it wasn't... It was nebulous, so even when I saw him on the screen, I lost my shit because I did not think the rumors would be true. I will direct myself to the finale of The Mandalorian about shit that can stay under wraps... Fair, fair, fair. Into, you know, just to surprise people and that it's still possible in this day and age. Um, if there was a casting, uh, you know, and, uh, that occurred that we are not aware of, I still think they could pull it off. It's harder, yeah, but it could certainly happen. Yeah, the one hint we have is that someone is going to show up on WandaVision that is a big fucking deal. Yeah, and Paul Bettany says I've wanted to work with this person for a while, so yeah. it's somebody he's excited to work with, and mm-hmm. we don't think it's Evan Peters, even though Evan yeah. Peters is cool. He could be referencing Benedict Cumberbatch at Doctor Strange. 
He could be referencing anybody, frankly. Yeah, we don't know. It's somebody he's wanted to work with, and he hasn't yet. So yeah. that's so we know it's not Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, and we also know it's not Chris Evans because he's worked with him before. <laughs> it's not Heath Ledger brought back from the dead. <laughs> and it's not Robert Downey Jr. either because, again, he's worked with him. Oh, God, Heath Ledger back from the dead. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> hey, A Knight's Tale is an amazing movie that you should watch. Yes. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, I think okay. I, I think I, I'm, yeah, no, I did. And if it I didn't, I'll watch Bentley it again. As, as Heath's uh, hype man, it's great. Oh my, it's great. God. That's what he is. That's his literal role. He plays Chaucer, <laughs> and he's like the knight of Knight's Tale. He's Heath Ledger's hype man. He's basically like the man, the oh legend. It's great. It's a stupid, wonderful movie. That's amazing. Yeah, I love that movie. Is that streaming? Uh, it probably is. It wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if it's on either Disney Plus or HBO Max. I mean, I'll, it's I'll it's got to be somewhere after we're done, which we are almost. We are pretty much done uh, because. I still have to go home, so there's 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 that. Yeah, uh, you should leave soon because the subway still shuts down. <laughs> yeah, but uh, not till one, so I'm I'm good. Okay. But uh, yeah, uh, any final thoughts? We've talked about everything. I think WandaVision is an excellent show. Mm-hmm. I do think it's slow, but I like that. And yeah. I'm sorry you can't binge it, but not everybody can sit at home on a weekend and yeah. spend 12 hours, even the comic nerds. I know that some of your frequent collaborators aren't even caught up. Yeah, and, and I mean, I'll say that I love, I love the, 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 the homages in the, uh, in the openings, like the fact that we had, you know, we had Dick Van Dyke at the beginning, that we had Bewitched, you know, that we had like Growing Pains, Slash. You, you skipped over the seventies entirely. Oh, yeah. there. Well, the seventies. I was trying to figure that out. It looked. I don't. I thought. I, I just thought it was Bewitched more than anything. No, else. Bewitched was the animated opening. Yeah. Okay. And then they had the opening with like the hex shapes. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I wanted to say Part- Brady Bunch, but it's not really Partridge Brady Bunch. Family. I'd say. Partridge Family, I think, yeah. is the strongest thing. But when I think of the Partridge Family, I always remember the little cartoon partridges. That's true. Because I was a kid and did not give a <laughs> shit about the rest of the show. I just wanted to watch the cartoon partridges. Yeah. But with the with the family ties growing pain. Those were obvious. Full house. Those were very obvious. And then. A combo of, of all things, Malcolm in the Middle and Alf. Yeah, it's a little bit Alf, but it's definitely Malcolm in the Middle because of the song. Oh, definitely. The fonts they used. Yes, yes. You know, like even the shot of Wanda, like when they burst on her Mm -hmm. in the bathroom, she's supposed to look like Lois. Yes. I really wish they had just gotten They Might Be Giants to do the opening. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, once upon a time, I remember saying to you, and like, you ever think about the fact that You're Not the Boss of Me is probably the most famous They Might Be Giants song? It's true, yeah. Not anymore, I think, now that the show has kind of faded from collective memory. Yeah. But there was a nice chunk of time where you could legitimately say the most famous They Might Be Giants song is not, you know, is Boss of Me. And before then... Probably the most famous song was Particle Man because of Tiny Toons. It might have regained that that stature for all I know. I exactly. Yeah. But no, I, I love all that stuff. Everything's been great. And and I'll mention that unlike Zack Snyder's Justice League, this is intentionally 4-3 and then 16-9. That, that, much, that much I'll give it. My God, I didn't even notice. <laughs> yeah. Another reason why it had to be broken up into smaller episodes because, uh-huh. again, the style changes. Well, even, 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 even mid-episode. Even mid episode, they go four three when they're in when they're in the sitcom, yeah. and then sixteen nine when they're outside seen, the bubble. I've seen other shows that do that. Yeah, like, but yeah, it's 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 excellent the way they do that. I I freaking love it. So, all right, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, we 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 talked, we talked, and we talked some more, and I'm glad we did. So go figure. Oh, you missed me. I did. And I missed podcasting in person it's not something i've been able to do for a while yeah because you better not have given me covid because then we're not friends anymore if if i if i did uh uh, then i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry enough i'm sorry uh let everybody know where they can find you 
Well, I mean, I live in the middle of Brooklyn. No, don't give them your address. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm still on Twitter as at Lampbane, or if you want to go to my professional thing, it's at Chris Nautis. That's where you'll find links to all my, like, work for Engadget. Mm-hmm. I'm still writing some stuff for Engadget. It's a little sporadic lately because COVID has made this a crazy-ass world. It's weird. Shit's weird. Yeah. Uh, look out for Toy Fair news. I mean, there's no Toy Fair, but there's plenty of toy news coming out. Yeah, that's that's uh, very true. I don't think I have any other projects because, you know, I live in a meaningless <laughs> void. I live in a white void like John Oliver. Well, when, when we and when you and when your article on WandaVision is up, we'll make sure to link to it. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know. That should be coming out soon. It's in edits right now. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, you can find me over at Comic Geek Speak for the more, you know, weekly type of stuff. Uh, we just had uh, Uncle Salab and Anthe on to discuss his new Kickstarter. Uh, and this week, as, as this episode's probably coming Coming out in the next day or two, I'm going to be doing a previews episode with uh, Mr. Dave Dwanch. Dwanch! I love saying Dwanch uh, over there as well, so go ahead and check me out there. And obviously, patreon.com slash comic timing if you want to get this stuff a little bit earlier than the main feed gets it. Uh, and, uh, you know, just support me and stuff. Also, the best Joker right now is the manga that's coming out weekly about Batman being turned into a baby and the Joker has to keep him alive because no one else is allowed to kill Batman. What the hell is this? It's a real manga. You need, I, the, you need to link me this. I, I, I didn't know about it. I sent you the link. Well, send, I sent you the link. Again. I'll send it to you. It's not officially translated yet, but I. this is one of those officially cases. Officially licensed DC stuff? Uh, it has a DC logo on the cover. Shit! It's not a. It's not Dojinshi. It's okay. an actual official manga. I wow. forget what magazine it's coming out in. Honestly, you could just Google it. I normally don't advocate piracy, but I have no idea if they're going to release it in English. It has some of the best art I've seen in a Batman comic in a while, okay, even yeah. though it's the stupidest thing I've ever read. Yeah, send me send me the link. I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, I, I want. <laughs> I, I said we could do a whole episode about Batman baby manga. <laughs> Batman baby, his parents are still dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so <laughs> on that note, uh, twitter.com slash I underscore AM underscore sci-fi. That's my Instagram as well. Uh, Facebook.com slash comic timing and uh, Facebook.com slash comic geek speak. Uh, you can find a super group over there for more you know, conversation with me on a regular basis. Uh, and uh, email address, comic timing at gmail.com. Uh, Problem members the Comics Podcast Network and all that jazz. And as always, there's always time for comics. Did I mention patreon.com slash comic timing? Why, yes, I did. I just mentioned it again. Be my patron. There's apparently always time for Patreon. There's always time for money. Patreon timing. That's your new <laughs> spinoff uh, podcast. There's patron time for money. Comics. Hey, look, look. I'm going to make a plea to you. <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. Give Ian a dollar a month. A dollar a month will pay for... <laughs> To get some dog out of the ASPCA, like, it'll buy a cup of coffee for some kid in Africa. <laughs> this, this has gone off the rails. This has gone off the rails. There's still always time for comics. 